What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm. Is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that. Made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. The BS Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can play the over-under game against us. More details on that later in this podcast. We're also brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find Fairway Rolling with Joe House. You can find the Ryan Rossillo Podcast. And you can find uh, The Rewatchables, which I'm on as well. I did Cobra this week with uh, Kyle Brandt. Coming up, it's the annual over-under extravaganza. Rossillo, House, myself. This is part one. What do you want to do, West or East, guys? Let's do the East. The East, east is better. All right, we're starting with the East. The East wow. is better than the Unexpected. West. I Here was going to say West, and now I'm ashamed. Part <laughs> one, the East. Coming up next, first project. All right, we are taping this. It is almost 2.30 Pacific time on Tuesday. So if anything happens with Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons over the next seven, eight hours, don't blame us. Uh, we are going to try to not talk about them as much as we possibly can. But as we go through over-unders, every year we pick our over-unders. FanDuel has the totals. We go over, we go under. Every year I kill you guys. We may as well start there. It's, you, it's been a shellacking every year. Kill? He's yeah, just kill. He, he's dead wrong about it's this. Been a murder. Like, I thought one, it was. I thought it was pretty close between you and I last year. Now I I remember it as a complete domination. So I, think you I had can remember one it how more I win. We both had really good records. I think you had one more than I did. I remember it as ten. Um, this is this is what a CEO does. He's got CEO <laughs> memory. No, this is what people do: is they if they're in charge and they have a good year, yeah, they let you know. <laughs> That's and right. then when they don't, it was a fluke and it's never mentioned. That's well, what, right. One year I was 1911. I'm jinxing myself because I actually. Oh, were you? Tell us more about it. I had a, <laughs> I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out this year. Usually I like to go top heavy 
And then with the with the lower class, I'll usually go under. Aggressive tops. Yeah, this year, <laughs> this year, uh, I'm thinking more. The middle class could be a little inefficient, but we'll start with Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, over under fifty six and a half, one nine minus one ninety five to win the division. I Me mean, feels disrespectful. You're jumping right over Atlanta. The alphabet begins with A. Oh, you're doing it by the totals. Yeah, I'm okay. doing it by division this year. Oh, so we get a little Jesus more context Christ. of how okay. teams are lumped together. All right. They're minus 195, the Brooklyn Nets, to win their division. Plus 105 for the conference, plus 210 to win the title. When we do the over-unders, I'm going to ask you guys a question as a little table setter before we actually make our picks. This year, Rosillo, the question was, are they better off just telling Kyrie to go away? And now we've seen today, they're basically telling Kyrie to go away until he gets vaccinated. Is this a better outcome for them? Is it just better to have this soap opera wiped away for them? Uh, I, I like the tactic without knowing what the conclusion is, but I thought there were, it was really telling because we kind of just sat here and be like, I guess they're going to let him do this. And it felt like, hey, if you're not all in, this is how we're going to handle this right now. So I don't know if that motivates I, Kyrie to get to get the outcome that they want. You know what I'm saying? But I still think they're so good. Like, seriously, if they had two of the three guys, they probably won the title last year. House, what do you think? Totally agree with all of this. And I think it's a net positive because it just takes all of the energy that you have to expend dealing with something that doesn't help you on the basketball court off the table. I also think that they didn't have Patty Mills last year. And Patty Mills, he's not an all-star, but he's clutch. You can throw him in big games and he's a little bit of a security blanket. And also, if you know Kyrie's not coming back, you're going to get a buyout guy in February. Now, I don't know what Kyrie's end game with this. Like we, <laughs> So we're starting with Kyrie, though. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just right. like, I think that's why it's so hard with the over-under because we're taking out one of their three major stars and now they have no injury room. 57 and 25 in this world where we're resting guys constantly. And we talked about this. I can't remember one of the podcasts I did a few months ago talking about, do the over-unders, oh, when you and I, we, did, we got the initial numbers. Are the over-unders just like two, three wins lower now because of all the resting? Because in the old days, you would say net 60-win team, 16-22. That's just how it goes. That's If you're one of the best three teams, you're winning 60. Now it's like, I don't know, maybe 57 is the new 60. What do you think, Us? I agree with this. And are we getting to our selections on, yeah. on the number? We're doing it right now. What I do like you got? a tiny over. I mean, I just think 57 is a, is a good number. Um, when Harden played last year, they had an incredible record. I think they won it close to a 70% clip. And, you know, that, that gets you to the over. Obviously, they have injury risk and rest risk. But, you know, we, we saw from, the, from that playoff run, uh, a very compelling case that that even one of those guys is enough to make them competitive with uh, the team that can win the whole NBA. So I'm fine with like a tiny over. Okay, so so just to jump in though, all right, think about this. Last year, they played eight games together and they still won at a 67% clip. And remember how bad the defense was? Remember they had those games against Cleveland and you're yeah. going like, oh, this is a problem. And it was like, none of it mattered. Like all of the data that we got from them through the regular season didn't mean anything. And then when it felt like they were all going to be ready to go, I, I can't get over that Bucks net series and how close it was and how we felt about Milwaukee going up into like game four or game five. And you're like, Durant still almost pulled this thing off with no Kyrie. And so I like the rest of the team. 
you're absolutely right, Bill, about the numbers coming in. Because when you look at the totals, you're like, where are the highest totals? Yeah, the Bucks. spoiler alert, the Bucks were like 55 and around so, there. And it's like, how is that not a 60-win team? Your whole like 30-team approach on the over-unders is, is exactly like I kept looking at those top numbers going, maybe the rest thing burns you, but I feel aggressive with with the top teams. Yeah. So even with all of these concerns, I don't know what numbers mean. I don't know what. They still finished 22nd in defense last year, and they were one game out of the one seed. Yeah. So I'm I'm over the 56 and a half. We should mention, uh, they added Patty Mills. They Blake Griffin a whole season. Millsap's here. LaMarcus Aldridge. Millsap's free. <laughs> yeah. He just went there. Right. Um, there's... We, you watch college way more than I do. House used to watch college, then he just kind of got old. Um, this this Cam Thomas is he actually going to play for them, or is this like the preseason um, foreplay, basically, where we get excited about preseason guys, and then it's like, oh, remember when we got excited about Cam for five minutes? If he does the one thing that he did in college, and that's just shoot, um, he's going to be wide open all the time. A rational confidence guy, yeah, absolutely. For seven I mean, minutes a half. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever whatever you think of confidence, it's him. Now, he doesn't like to do a lot of the other things, but he can do those things. I even like Sharp. Just I mean, I always think about Brown in this this role where even if there were other teams that were interested, it's like whatever you saw with the Nets is not the guy you're going to get because he's playing 6'5 center and all these cuts are wide open because you have to worry about all these other guys, including Joe Harris. I am on the fence now between over and under because I thought of one other thing. What if they trade Kyrie and get somebody good for him? Like, what if they traded into San Antonio and got, I don't know, Murray back and two contracts? How fantastic would it be if they traded him back to Cleveland for uh, Sexton? Isn't Sexton on the block? I don't know if I would do that if I was Cleveland. Yeah, I know. How do you trade for Kyrie if you're anybody right now? That's right. Well, you do it if you're the Spurs and you have a roster that, you know, you don't have an A-lister on the team and you really have no... I meant really realistic ones because these Spurs trades that we've heard, I, I still need to know who the Spurs are giving any team in any deal. That, right. It, whether, but I'm saying the if you're the Simmons Nets, stuff. could you get Murray and two contracts for Kyrie and you call it a day and you don't have to deal with them anymore? I don't think you do that. Send him to Texas. He could play every game there. It's too early. But the crazy thing is, is I think it's kind of like the Simmons thing with Philadelphia. Like if Ben hadn't come back, I still think the team that team was winning a ton of regular season games. Yeah. And I think Brooklyn can still win a lot of regular season games, even with the Kyrie thing being probably the worst it'll be. We'll see. I'm going to go a whiff under, only because Durant put a lot of miles on himself last year. Uh, 33 years old. The Harden thing, who knows? He's older too. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces. I think the East is better. And I think they're going to be right around that number. So I'm going to go a smidge under. I don't feel great about it. Next team, Philly. Over under 51 and a half, plus 260 to win the division, nine to one to win the conference. House, plus 440 for the playing game. You could bet on Philly to be seven, eight, nine, or 10 seed, plus 440 on no, FanDuel. I, I thought like that was that. fun. I don't like that. Here's my question I'll give this to you, House, before we do the over under. Have we ever spent more time talking about a less impactful player than Ben Simmons? I will give you some of the other nominees. They had to be a star. Boogie Cousins, Kevin Love, Derek Coleman, Stefan Marbury, Pete Maravich, Walt Bellamy. Those are the six I came up with. Yeah, you can throw Kenny Anderson in there, but I feel like I was having more Kenny Anderson conversations than normal people. I was so in. I had so much Kenny Anderson stock. That Zahn Tabak sweetener. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't know we were getting somebody who was having some issues, but 
yeah, Georgia Tech Kenny. I felt like that was a lot of our conversations in College House was just, anyway, Ben Simmons, does he deserve all the attention we're giving him? Well, sure. Yes, of course he does. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still impactful. Although out of all those names, I feel like we did spend a lot of time talking about Stefan Marbury. It might've been just us on the phone because the internet didn't exist then really. You yeah. Know, it wasn't we, in the same way. Get on the, the internet and talk about him. But I do feel like we have talked a lot about Stefan Marbury. I think Marbury is still the winner, Rosillo, because he was like slam magazine covers, him and KG, they were the new stock, then Malone. Then he's like, no, no, I'm out. Send me to the Nets. Nothing happens there. Flip for kid. Has that one year with Amari. And it was like, they beat the Spurs in that overtime game. It's like, oh, here we go. No, that didn't happen. Goes to the Knicks. Here we go. Savior. No. Um, buy out Celtics. Buy out Celtics. Oh, here we go. Mar they got Marbury? Missing piece. No. China? But it just feels like I think Marbury is the winner, but I think it's a good conversation. Of the, all the names you rattled through there, I mean, I have my own Boogie Cousins thing where I've just like, you guys that keep talking about him all the time. Like, I don't think you watch him, but it's not to this level. Marbury's the only one. It's a perfect example. The difference is, is there was a family dynamic with Marbury in the New York story that isn't there for Ben Simmons where you have the clutch and the LeBron attachment to it. You know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, is Clutch going to be able to pull off something here unprecedented, getting him out of a place with four years left on a contract? And, and the answer was no. The answer, the answer was, was, no. was the wait, answer how much money no. am I losing? That's right. Um, yeah, I think Maravich is underrated for this topic. We're not the historians that you are. I didn't have Maravich in my top 75. Spoiler alert. I'm probably the only one. Wow. It's like, look, I judge people by... Were they good for teams that succeeded in one playoff games? And he has an absolutely horrific playoff record. He only played for nine years. He had no memorable moments, but was just this really fun, amazing player. But it's like, at some point, does winning matter or it doesn't? It doesn't. When you go 30 and 52 every year and over and over again, your team sucks. That should matter at some point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, matters. so there yeah. you go. That's why I have Maravich one. Uh, over under for Philly. I am just a hard under on this because uh, too much weirdness. Plus, I don't trust Embiid for six straight months. As great as he is, I have him as one of my nine most important guys, 10, 11. But do I get 60 games from him? Do I get 62? The Simmons thing is too bizarre for me, and I cannot see this team going 52 and 30. So I'm going under with them too, House. What do you have? I'm going to take a tiny over just because mm. I'm a glass half full guy. I prefer to think about what Daryl Morey is going to be able to pull off in terms of, of this thing. Ultimately, I think we're probably a full two months away, but they um, demonstrated last year they have the ambition to be one of those top four teams in the NBA and they have the talent right now to be in that conversation. If the Simmons thing gets resolved in any way that feels like a tread water, even for them, then the over is the number. They were the number one seed in the East. And I, you know, they they have a formula for, for winning basketball. The only thing that holds them back when we get to the playoffs would be Doc Rivers. But that's a conversation for the and playoffs. Ben Simmons, two Achilles. Well, no, Ben Simmons, I'm not anticipating will be on the team come playoff time in 2022. The only thing that held me back was, um, Seth Curry's wife is a huge part of our Ringer reality TV show now. Callie Curry, great job by her. So I did, another this reason is for not the a over. pick against the Curry family. I'm, I'm we, when I'm we get on. to the Warriors, there's going to be a lot of Curry love for the Curry family. Um, so Rosella, what do you have under or over? 
I still think they're going to win a lot of games throughout the Ben Simmons thing. Um, but it's, it, it is, like how said, it's two different conversations. How do you feel about them in the regular season? Well, last year, the one seed. They wanted a 680 clip. You know, 52 and 34 is a 634 clip. So, you know, even these guys, you know, which we've talked about for years now. And I thought it was kind of funny, too, when they were like, hey, they flew out. That, the funny thing is the Sixers at the very top were just not afraid about this confrontation. Like, no, right, they, cool. they were welcoming yep. it. Like, all right, go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. Daryl had all of Hong Kong and China and that whole thing. He had that whole thing where the entire internet came after him for six months. The owner certainly doesn't care. And Doc Rivers isn't The owner, care. from what I heard, like was almost looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, really? You want to do this? Which? It, Josh Doc Harris Rivers. or Ruben? Which one? Uh, I'm not going to name names. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I know Josh Harris is up for the fucking fight. He's the founder of Apollo. It's yeah, Doc Rivers is going to care. And the Philly fan base certainly isn't going to be like, oh, my God, we, what you are know, we doing with Simmons? In a, in a weird way, I admire everybody, though, throughout it. Like, I admire that it felt like the first time that a GM just went, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And the ownership was absolutely like, yeah, we don't care. Like, all right, fine. And then I think there was a story where Ben Simmons thought he was going to get that second installment before. And then it was like, oh, you're not getting that one either. And you're like, oh, it's shit. Now that just cost me $8 million. Yeah, bucks. Oof. So wait, maybe that's this a, isn't the greatest idea. He's like, wait, that's like eight private jets. But, but it's just, just another lesson in like how much the noise doesn't matter. You know, it's the, it's the great thing of the many great things about Belichick. But it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to worry about all that stuff. And people are like, oh, you can never bring him back. You can never bring him back. He can never be there. And Daryl's like, all right, I don't want to trade him for nothing. And he's going to come back. We're going to yeah, figure it out. And then on right. the other side with Clutch, you're like, oh, you guys got work. It's like, no, we try to get our guy out. <laughs> with yeah. four years left and they didn't budge and another GM probably would have and those guys didn't budge but when they talked about trying to make it work what I thought was hilarious was the solution was to play together less as we've all been banging our heads against the wall throwing it just doesn't work at the close of those four to six minute stretches of the playoffs yep. we've seen it so many times you know I know what the plus minus is I know what all those things are but those are the times you evaluate everything and it was like Doc emphasized to playing them together less you'd be like well that'll fix all your problems <laughs> the, the the fundamental problem we will accept and we will we will make sure the minutes are allotted that way except when we have to win something none of that stuff matters to the regular season i have a slight slight under even though i still think this team could end up as a one seed so i was the only over yeah i'm going uh so two unders one over i disagree i think clutch handled this horribly they cost their guy a million dollars and people think less of them I think that's a lot. I think it's all temporary. I think it's incredibly temporary stuff. It's bad headlines that, that some no of the stuff that got leaked about he he doesn't feel like it can ever work with Embiid again. He was in the wrong they mental went state. It. It's, they did. It's, 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 exactly right. They had no just, leverage, so they tried to manufacture right. it. They were never going to have leverage. It was it was poorly handled. I'll be interested to see where he goes. It's like somebody who gets arrested on a plane, and they go, "Hey, the meds and the little scotch." <laughs> that's it. I don't know what happened. Exactly. They're like, right. they're like actually, no one didn't realize minute. those little bottles <laughs> packed so much punch. But then they're like, we never served you. And you're like, ah, I gave it a shot. <laughs> well, <laughs> House is right, though. They, these things do have as a way of just being completely fine a month later. I don't know if this will happen here because from a Philly fan standpoint, I think it's going to be, I'm not going to say impossible because nothing's impossible, but close to impossible for him to win that fan base back. I don't even know what his month of stellar play would have to look like for the Philly fans to be like, you know what? We were wrong. You're actually, we're, we're, we're actually back in on you. But remember, everybody's selfish. And if he's good and it lets Philly fans think all of a sudden we have, wait, wait, maybe we got something. I mean, Philly fans have been lying to themselves about this combo for uh, half a decade. It's all true. right. 
So if he comes out and tears it up and they split the minutes and he looks good, I mean, he's going to be in great shape. But you know what's going to happen if he has one good game? Trade him. This is it. <laughs> 20 <laughs> trades. Ben Simmons, triple-double. We got to get rid of him. I uh, There's things that worry me about this team. One of which was even downgrading from Dwight Howard to Andre Drummond. Did you see Andre Drummond in the preseason? Is he now 370 pounds? He looks like... Thick. Andre the Giant in the late 80s. Like, you watch you, him walk around, he just can't move anymore. It's funny to me that you call that a downgrade. Yeah, he, but I thought Dwight Howard had, like, valuable regular season minutes for them. He was at least protection during the 20 games Joel's not going to play. And now it's like they're going to have this weird Andre Drummond thing. He can't shoot free throws either. Putting him, who's somehow a worse free throw shooter than Dwight Howard, with Ben Simmons, who can't shoot free throws at all. And I, I don't know. I, I think the East is better. I think this is an under for me. The Boston Celtics, over under 45 and a half. Plus 850 for the division. A little sneaky with this Kyrie thing. It's like now they're one KD injury away from maybe. Uh, plus 140 for the playing game house. I know you're going to make like 20 playing bets. <laughs> 51 for the title. My question for you, Rosillo. Are Tatum and Brown the best under 25 combo in the league? I did all the research. So here are the three other nominees. Because some people are 25 and up. Aiton and Booker are both under 25. Zion and Ingram. And Luca, and you can have anyone else on the Mavs. <laughs> Those are your three points. But Tatum and Brown, it, it, was, it was more of a slam dunk for them to be the answer than I realized. Yeah, because I still think there's some stuff where as much as we fell in love with Aiton, there's still going to be a little bit of Aiton inconsistency. I think we all kind of romanticize about what the ceiling for Tatum and Brown can be because they keep improving all the time. But the real ceiling is going to be what can they be? Forget the numbers. Like, can you guys start winning some of these games and show that toughness? So, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's a terrible selection of the two. It's just that Doncic is just another level than every guy that you named. House? That's true. Who but, would you rather have? I just gave you those four pairings. One of the choices can be Luca and Jalen Brunson, if you want. No, it's Tatum and Brown to me as well. Although uh, I'm rooting for the Cleveland, I mean, the Phoenix guys to close the gap a little bit. The Aiden thing's a little unfair because he just was made to look bad by Giannis, who was having an out-of-body experience and, and going to no a completely depth. other level. They, yeah, he had no backup center. No back, no one to help at all. I he mean, had I, to I, like, be careful of foul trouble. Because of the Sarich injury. Yeah. Dario Saric. Yeah, who knew? Crucial. I don't know that that was going to be... It was a body. Give <laughs> him six what, fouls. But that's it. It was a body. They didn't have another body. That poor guy's been out of position since he came to the league. I don't know what his position is, but it's just... Well, the Celts, they add Schroeder, which was a steal. I didn't love the offseason until Schroeder <laughs> happened. <laughs> Schroeder's a steal. I liked it because I thought no, it was Schroeder smart. Schroeder for $6 million. I mean, I know, he was the third best player in the Lakers last year. Everybody, the Laker fans have... Tainted everyone on Schroeder. I'm, I'm not saying I was the well, most giant fan, but... I think tainted. I think he tainted himself. I think yeah, the league not he was... stepping up at any point, him having to take a one-year deal wasn't just Lakers fans. Wait, I agree. Do we know for sure he turned down the $84 million or whatever? Because I'm not convinced that ever happened. Well, then he needs right. to say something about he it. He said something. He said that was never offered that contract. I don't know why people keep saying that. He did? Oh, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, he said bad. it. We all missed it then. Yeah. I didn't okay. miss it because my new guy, Dennis Schroeder, 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 <laughs> my dad is just, he's calling him Dennis. He's out. It's like, I'm not even, he's calling him Dennis or the German guy. He's out. Um, but yeah, so they have him, second year Pritchard, Al Horford. They turned Kemba's, you know, semi-corpse into Al Horford, who oh, at least- Well, in the pick. You know. Congratulations. Al Horford looked okay on OKC last year. Like, okay. he'll definitely be able to play. They have a lot <laughs> banking on Time Lord. 
But they yes, gave they a do. very tradable contract. We still have not seen him play two good weeks in a row. Yeah, that's fair. He's, nobody leads the league more in blocks that send them into a camera guy and they sprain something or hurt. Um, Marcus is back. Wancho, they're a little excited about. I've always liked Wancho. He's in an Adam Sandler movie. It might be the year of Wancho. <laughs> and uh, this 45.5. Now, don't call me Homer because last year I went under. I didn't like the look of last year's team. I actually like the 40. I think they're going to be good. The new coach, Bollinger, heard good things. And they feel like a 47, 48 to me. So I'm going over. And I might even, could be a possible lock for me. What do you got, House? They're not a lock for me. Um, it, this one's a real tough one for me. I like them at 45 or 46. I have well, you so have to pick, unfortunately. gone over with my first two. So I'm just going to say... 45, 45 and 37. Great. That makes them, me feel even under. better about the Celtics season. This is the best Celtics. thing that happened since the Schroeder contract. What do you ever saw? I went into it thinking under because I immediately can name a handful of teams that I like better in the East. Yeah. But I still think this team is pretty good. Yeah. And if you go one through six, one through seven, if Williams is healthy, you've got something here and you've got some adaptability. Whether you can go Horford big, you could actually play him in his. Al Horford always should have been a power forward. He played center almost his entire career. Yep. Um, I think Smart getting the contract helps. I mean, he's going to have his moments. You know, I think that the market for him in the trade market was more limited than I think people would ever realize. And so it was like, you know what? Do the extension. It's He's still a good player. You know what I mean? I know you and I probably feel like we're perceived as guys more down on Smart. Um, which is fine. It's, it's a way fun. better situation this year because they have multiple ball handlers now. Yeah. And you then, want him off the ball versus like being Oscar Robertson, basically. I think Neesmith actually showed some signs of a pulse mm. at the end of last year. So when you when oh. you add it all up, you go, hey, there's a version of this. But it really comes down to one thing that we talked about last year. They were a soft fucking team. Yep. And so what you hope is with a new coach who's saying the right things, that you get through to these guys and some stuff because it was funny. I was talking to some other people like going back and looking at clips of some of the stuff they did as a team. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Like there needs to be some kind of edge. And if they don't have it, then I'm going to be really freaked out because that'll kind of be, or maybe the personality of this team is just that. You know, who's going to give it to them is the coach by all accounts. I think he's like a tough dude. I think Schroeder will help because he's a dick. And I mean that in a positive way. Like they needed like an agitator. But that Tatum and Brown kind of have to like. One of I those guys those, has to be a little right. tougher. I need yeah, a little him. more edge. I think Neesmith might be tough too. What do you got, House? Because he's landscaped growing I think up. Grant Williams, now that he's running the Players Association with CJ McCollum. I think that's just the leadership from that. House, what do you have? You have a defensive anchor. You really, 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 really need Robert Williams to play. It's a high. C games. Yeah, it's a high ceiling team because of him. Because of Neesmith, like there's there's a scenario Tristan where won't a be bunch out of there things, anymore. Yeah, no Tristan. I mean, that's a good thing, right? And oh I have, no, I'm I'm with. You. I don't think people understand. <laughs> we talked joke. about it. <laughs> we talked about it in this pod a couple of times how bad Kemba was last year, and it's like I'm not shitty on the guy. He was just bad. He and lost, even if he had nights where he like got 24, he gave you, up 38. He would get torched. Um, the Grant Williams number that I saw, he's fouling seven times per 100 possessions or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we don't see a lot of Grant. It's too bad. The, also, the Cantor's back. My sucks. dad's favorite Celtic of the last 10 years. Just loves those low post guys. My dad, when he sees Shengun, he's going to lose his mind. It's like, oh my God, Shengun backdowns. What is happening? My dad is just, he's the last person who believes in low post drop steps and jump hooks. I want 
Alperin and Cantor to open up a big man camp where they only work on post moves and there's no other end of the court for defensive rotations. Yeah, it's fine. There's Half court. Like, like we need to work on our footwork. So Russell, you went over or under? I went over. Okay, great. Beantown. Um, that's a possible lock for me. All right, we've, we're three in the books. We're going to take a break. Come back with the Knicks. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. New York Knicks, over under 41 and a half, plus 105 for the playing game. Seven, eight, nine, or 10. You're basically getting even money. They have Kemba, who we just talked about, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um, great guy. Loved him to death. I just felt like he was playing on one leg. They signed Fournier, who um, came to the Celtics, immediately got COVID, and pretty much sucked for them. I don't, I don't know how much of that was his fault, but then was good in the Olympics. So some people are back on him. They re-signed, uh, Alec Burks, Ra, uh, Rose, Toppin, maybe Randall lockdown. There's a Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel combo for them, but none of that is my question. Rosillo. Here's my question. Is this team honestly trying to win in 2022 or are they just laying the breadcrumbs for a Dame or Carl Anthony Towns trade. What do you think their purpose of this season was? Okay, they've been linked to write the the Kentucky Louisville yep. group with the way they've staffed. That we've brought this up before. Everybody get really mad when I brought up the Booker thing last year. But you know, look, it looks like Phoenix in a great spot. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But it's always going to be the Donovan Mitchell stuff. It's always going to be the Carl Anthony Towns. It's always going to be happening. Um, but in the meantime, that doesn't seem to be what they're doing at all. Like they signed, they they threw out a ton of contracts again, short term contracts. They have good depth. So for me to say, hey, they're they're just doing this all because they're going to get this free agent. You know how many teams do stuff where they're planning out two, three years ahead of time? Well, how many? What's the win rate on that? But is maybe, it 10%? But maybe the new free agent is the guy who has three or four years left on his deal that you're banking on being unhappy. Seems to be the new free agent because there doesn't seem like there's any actual but it free hasn't, agents anymore. It hasn't happened yet. Um, but you're right. I mean, It happened the, with Harden. The free agency, well, they only had a year plus with the option. Right, so, but it's still he was available with a under a contract. But you are making a bigger point that's going around now, and that is when guys started doing the short deals with LeBron kind of you know being the first guy to go, hey, let's go short, let's get the opt-outs year to year. That was LeBron just basically keeping Cleveland. Like He felt like if I have you worried every single year, you have to give in. And it's like, I don't know if you needed to do that, but that was their approach. Now the thinking is everybody's just maxing out, and now I'll just get mad. <laughs> So yeah, planning for free agency and, and hoarding cap space was never that great of a plan before. It was totally overrated by all of us, the outside. Now it's like the worst plan. I'm zagging. I think it was a good plan more than people remember. For who? It worked for the Celtics. They ended up getting Horford and Hayward back-to-back years. Hayward just got hurt. It worked for the Clippers. They ended up with Ka- Kawhi and the Paul George thing. What and about all the other teams? It worked for the Lakers. They got LeBron. Yeah, there's 30 teams that didn't work for it. I'm just saying there are examples of where it I, I didn't say it was zero. Miami, I'm just saying, the Miami Heat, Heat culture. Heat culture, but I mean, they were sitting there going, we got Giannis, we're going to get Giannis. And where it's like, the, nope. the things people seem to remember are like the Knicks getting Amari Stoudemire or the Bulls ending up with Boozer. 
I'm talking about if you're a team other than like the handful of four or five. Yeah. Going, I'm just going to wait. It just seems like this next generation of players is going, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to take for? every single dollar. Yeah. I'm not going to do short right. deals. So the move is asset shorter deals, which is kind of what the Knicks did. House, you think they're laying the breadcrumbs for a trade or you think they actually think they can win the title with this team? Both. I think they're doing both things. And by okay. the way, the answer to your proposition, you the teams you rattled off as examples of, of success, think about those markets and those teams, desirable markets and desirable teams. I mean, Boston hmm. has its issues market-wise, but uh, in terms of the Careful success of the house. franchise, <laughs> you know, uh, Anthony Davis was not impressed by... Kawhi wasn't. Paul George wasn't. Yeah. Well, other than those three guys. <laughs> and probably seven more. Yeah. Uh, so the Knicks. But I think the Knicks are doing both. Kyrie they can do wasn't. both. I think they're they're very well positioned. Congratulations to New York Knicks fans. Durant I think said they're, no. I think they're incredibly well positioned for Dame if Dame becomes available, which I don't think he will, versus the Sixers, where if you're Portland, I'm like, do I really want Ben Simmons? That's oh, I think that's Portland, gonna be our. Prize. I think Portland would want Ben Simmons, but I mean the one over the next package. If I could get uh, RJ and I could get Toppin and I could get some picks, I'm taking that over Ben Simmons. RJ really improved from three. I like year. RJ. If he's on the table, that's getting my attention. He's like 21 years old. I think he really gives a shit. I think that's a guy who's like, what am I not good at? I'm gonna try to get better at it. Versus Ben Simmons, who's bad at the same things every year. I don't know. Um. So wait, you're saying in a vacuum you'd rather have R.J. Barrett than Ben Simmons? Today. No, I'm saying I'd rather have a trade led by an R.J. Barrett package. If if I get Barrett and Toppin and some picks, there's just not enough Dame, there for Dame me. right now. It's just not, not enough for Dame. If he's available, I think he, I think Portland's going to be pretty good, as we're going to cover in part two. House forty one and a half for the over. It's probably the toughest over on this entire board. They feel like they're going to. I think it's impossible for them to win forty one and a half. But if the, if any team could. It's them. They could finish 41 and a half and 38 and a half. <laughs> and for the, for the first team in history to do that, it feels like the Knicks. I have a slight over for them because uh, of Tibbs. Yeah, that's all. Um, I think they have depth, which depth is going to be important, um, especially this year because who the fuck knows what's going to happen. But they feel like they're in that 43 to 44 win range. What do you have? Totally agree with that. Okay. I mean, there is going to be a regression. I don't think they're not going to win the same number of games as last year. They're not. I don't think they're going to be the four seed again, uh, this, this upcoming year, but they are going to play hard and in the regular season, get that, great crowds that matters. Get great. Like think about the enthusiasm for the Knicks at MSG. That's right. Yeah. Competitive team. They have, they, they improved in the off season. Yeah. I like their over. I don't understand why it came out so low because Vegas is smart because I, in preparation for this, was like, I can't wait to see the Knicks number, and I'm taking the under, I'm taking the under, I'm taking the under. And the number came in, and you were like, yeah, they're on it. Because remember last year, they were the overachieving team. That's right. It was this amazing story. And what were they, we, on like a 48-win pace last year or something like they that? Won, if you prorated uh, it? They were at a 569 clip. They were 41 and 31. So they were 10 right. over So that's like basically season. 48 and 34, 49 mm -hmm. and 33 Seriously. in a real season. Right. That's a real record. Totally. And yet they go into that Atlanta series. And I remember you and I, Bill, doing it. And I go, you know, I don't know. Because there were just series that jumped out of you. But if there was yeah. one, the more you dug into it, I go, hey, you know what's kind of funny with all the Milwaukee angst about the heat? This series shouldn't even be close. Like what Miami's doing offensively or more importantly not doing. They're like, I don't know. And when you started doing like guy for guy, even though Randall's regular season numbers against Atlanta were absurd. You're just like, there's no way Atlanta's losing this series. None. Yeah. And so... In a weird way, with that success, I still wasn't that high on him, even though I respected it. 
So I thought the number, I thought they'd put it up at like 47 or whatever based on that win total and an improving roster. And they're basically saying 500. So I'm over now. Yeah, I'm over because this team's deep. And there's one number, every Knicks preview you read, it's always the same number. Their opponent shot 33.7% from three, lowest in the league. And they'll basically, the argument is it's not always defense. There's some randomness in that. But that number was trumpeted out there throughout half halfway mark of the season being like this has to correct at some point and it actually didn't so yeah it's a scary number but they're deep and they're basically saying 500 so i'll, I'll go over fournier is going to be weirdly helpful to them they didn't have any perimeter guy who could have the ball and you could run a play for them and especially like even the last three minutes of a game where works a little bit can get his Get He's it going, a little but, heat checky, but not yeah. Fournier can create a shot for himself or other. You might not always like the shot, but I really like Bullock. I thought he was good for them. But if it's a question of like what Fournier brings to the table for them, I thought that was important. Yeah, and 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 Fournier and Kemba are an improvement over Alfred Payton and Bullock. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, the thing with Kemba, and I don't think I think he's not going to succeed for them, but the quickly will get more minutes anyway at all. Even now, it's a good risk. Kemba will have like his two week stretches yeah. where his knee's feeling good and he scores for them and people get excited. He's an unbelievable teammate. He also, if he takes the the training part of it a little bit more seriously than he did right. pre-bubble and yeah. everything. I know there's debates about it. A little it. more seriously. He didn't <laughs> take it seriously at all. Yeah. So that might be a little bit of a kick in the ass, a wake up call to him. Be like, look, I, I probably didn't give this the best effort the first time through and this thing's lingered the whole time. So. The yep. ceiling thing for them is Robinson, who just had two bad luck injuries last year. And if he can actually play real minutes and get to like 65 games combined with... Uh, and they still have Kevin Knox. <laughs> and Knox. <laughs> we'll see with him. I like Toppin. I like the way he rose to the occasion in those playoff games. I thought he didn't seem scared to me. Um, I just think it's a bad situation because him and Randall play the same position. Are we giving out locks yet? Or are we waiting? We're waiting. Okay. Toronto. So we're all over for the Knicks. Congrats to the Knicks. Toronto, I thought this was a tough one. Over under 36 and a half. Impossible. Playing game. Wow. Playing impossible. game plus 110. No, not not that number. The number is impossible. I don't know what Toronto's oh, doing. That's, oh, okay. Toronto's yeah, yeah. impossible to no, me. No, That's all very, Okay. It's much smarter yeah. response. Thank you. Woo. So for the listeners, there's a they they got Dragic in the Lowry trade. It's not nothing. You nailed that pronunciation. Dragic? Thank <laughs> you. Did you work on that? So you just I We're lab. one for one. I went to pronunciation camp. I've been working I don't know. There's, so Reggie they have Bullock a Van V. Dragic thing. Bazelica. Say that. Um, there's a weird defense lineup. Zach wrote about it in his league pass rankings today where they could go Ananobi, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Boucher, and Precious and just be like, here's just five crazy athletes and Scotty Barnes, I guess, will play point guard, but we're just going to switch on everything and chase down everything and we're kind of a nightmare. Wait, did he have OG in that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love OG. And well, I've never Zach, seen... Zach predicted a breakout year for him for the fifth year in a row. <laughs> He's on pace. Hey, I... It's a, I, I tweeted, it's the official start of the season when Zach says Ananobi, it's the year. The great thing about Zach Collins is he just calls himself out mid-sentence <laughs> like four or five times. <laughs> he's, mad, he's mad at himself. Yeah, he's like, favorite. I get it. This is stupid. Here we go. Uh, I love his faith in OG because I love yeah. that guy. Like, I want yeah. two OG Ananobis on my team everywhere. And I've never seen Boucher miss a three ever. Whenever so, I watch him, he doesn't miss a single shot. So here's my question for you, House. Toronto. Stealth tank team or kind of secret defensive nightmare that actually might be good and tough to play? 
Which you have to pick one. What do you pick? I don't know. I think they're, I'm going in the direction of them having a sneaky, successful season because I trust Masai and Nick Nurse. And last season was such a weird, like there's, it's, it's unprecedented, right? Right. Either, Not playing in your own city. Right. You can't come up with Larry's an analog traded. to that. Yeah. Exactly right. So, uh, I, I, I'm going to do glass half full with Toronto. Um, even though the Siakam thing re- remains a conundrum. Yeah, what's, what's the deal with that? Labrum, I was looking it up this morning. Um, Labrum, I don't like Labrum. The, the most recent thing I said was a medium-sized chunk of the season. Well, I don't know what that means. Yeah. medium size. And look, he was miserable. Right. Like, and, and, you know, if you guys are going to be players. What's get, a medium-sized chunk of the season? I, I can't. I'm fascinated Is that like 30 out. games? That's what it felt like. Why that did it get to swing third? my pick? I, w- I was going to go over for them. The front court is not. Um, well, yeah. Who's re- who's rebounding for this team would be my other question. Precious. And Precious is one of those guys I think we all liked, but when they actually needed him last year, it was pretty rough. He seemed pretty far away to me. Well, I liked I mean, his intensity, but. I just think it's so weird to have home be somewhere that's not home at yeah. all. I just think it's a it's it's too weird to try and, and make draw any conclusions from last season. I think it's going to be hard for them to score on many nights. I think Barnes is probably a year away from being. I don't see him being like an impactful rookie. I think he could have moments, but I don't see like the. That's oh not really his guy. game. It's not like they're going to be clearing out for Scotty Barnes. Yeah, right? yeah. No. But I'm, I'm thinking it's that's going to be offensively. Wouldn't you agree? A work in progress for a year or so. Yeah, because the the thing with Scotty Barnes, like if you stick him in the corner. And Nick Nurse is too smart for this. And that's why I'm actually glad Barnes is in Toronto. Yeah. Because when you watched him, the, the joy of his game was all the other stuff he could do. He legit can guard every position. And he's an incredible passer and is he's just smart as hell. But if you stick him in the corner, then everybody's gonna be like, wait a minute, how we took this guy how high? Yeah. Um, I imagine because Van Vliet's been good at sharing with Lowry and you know, depending on what the Siakam situation is long term, because even if you have some frustrations with Siakam, which I think are legitimate, because he seemed to be pretty pouty for a long time here, and you're like, "Hey, man, you're pretty good. Like, nice, nice proving everybody wrong." But like, you guys want a title up there? Like, how pissed can you be at right. this situation? That's you know, right. Nick Nurse, everybody sits there and raves about him on the air and the stuff off the air that you hear about him. So, I'm Barnes is not going to be like, "Hey." here we go, like he's carrying us offensively, but you got to let him run some of the offense through him. And I think Van Vliet's a willing guy uh, because of the way he's been kind of brought up in the whole thing. By the way, the Lowry thing worked out. I mean, if you get Dragic, yeah. you, and, you know, he's not prime You didn't Dragic. have to pay Lowry 30-plus million to not well, win a title is with Is Dragic still asking for a buyout? So that's the thing. If, you, if you're saying under, you're saying Siakam doesn't come back till mid-December. Dragic is either traded to Dallas in January or he just gets bought out. And they look at the situation and go, we could be a bottom four East team, get one more lottery pick, we're good to go. The over situation would be, we're going to be a beast defensively. Dragic and Van Vliet together would be a bitch to play. I don't, I'm not excited to play that. And maybe they luck out with Boucher and make a trade for a big man. I don't like their size at all. And there's some Kim Birch, all the Kim Birch hive. This is the year where we're, we're going to find like, out once and for all with Kim Birch. When I look at depth charts, I see Kim Birch. I'm always like, all right, but never as the starter. Yeah, when he's I've in the gone. bold, when he's in the bolded lineup, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't like Kim Birch this month. So I'm going to go slight under 
I think it's more likely they tank than that they're good. But I don't feel good about it at all. I would not bet on it. What do you got, House? I'm joining you. I, I, okay. I'll do the tiniest under ever, 36 wins. Priscilla? I've had such a hard time with this. And you're right. The beginning of House, when you said impossible. I mean, they were middle of everything statistically and a bunch of stuff last year. The East record, is better. L- record was atrocious. But they also got smashed with COVID. Yep. They had those stretches where nobody That's was right. playing. If Siakam were good to go, and I go, hey, Dragic, Van Vliet, OG, Siakam, Kem Birch, I'm over. I'm in Nick Nurse factor alone. I'm over. You know what? I might just zag here. Give me, go, give me go 30. Zag. I think it's a great zag. Give me Somebody 30, had to zag. Yeah. Give me 37 wins with the with One of the, the three of us had to zag. All right, we're switching to divisions to whatever the division Miami is called. Miami, over under 48 and a half. Division is minus 105. Conference plus 950, title 25 to one. They are plus 230 for the playing game house. It's like one Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler injury away from seven seed potential. They have PJ Tucker on on their team, which <laughs> I'm really excited about. I think his I think he could average zero point zero points a game this year. It's very possible. While everybody talks about his box outs. You've PJ. been talking about PJ Tucker. Really? Why do you hate PJ Tucker? I don't. It's just you're playing four and five. And I think it's fine if you have Giannis on your team, but in this situation, I'm not as excited about it. Do you want to guess what his points per one hundred possessions was? What was it? <laughs> so that's hundred possessions. Yeah. Six point seven. It wow. was the, it was the worst uh, of anyone in the league that yeah. qualified, and I guess it, the, it was a significant jump up from the second worst. So, I have strong thoughts on this over under, but I'm going to ask you this, Rosillo, as my one question: What's their next move if this mix of guys doesn't totally work? Because I do think there's a world in which the mix of all these dudes isn't isn't quite right. Like, I think they're really painfully weak on the wing. I wonder about defensively. It's just a lot of, a lot to put on Jimmy Butler night after night. And you'd be like, well, they have PJ Tucker. It's like, all right, we've been PJ Tucker. Now I'm playing four and five. Markeith Morris. All right. Has Markeith Morris ever knocked your socks off? You go down the line and this is a wings league in a lot of ways in certain matchups. And I just feel like they can get torched on that end. Now they have some shooting. They have some scoring. Lowry on a new team. Lowry's going to be, what, 36, 37? He's been in the league a long time. And, and, you know, he's had some injuries. I worry about that. So my question is, what is the next move? If if you don't like how this looks two months in, what do you do? Well, I think the next move just happened. I think it is the three-year extension for $85 million for Lowry. I mean, he got his okay, money. Okay, so you think this is their team and we're good to go. This is what we're doing. Yeah, when, when people were afraid to trade for Lowry during the trade deadline, and I had heard he's asking for two for 50. It's like he got more. Yeah. And he's going to be, as you said, uh, 35. He's 35 now. Butler's 32. He did a four-year, $186 million extension. And I, I think the small move, because Bam's staying. So there's your three max guys for the next three-year window. Um, so Hero is the wild card? So that's, that's the only thing I can come up with when you ask him the question is, Hero from two years ago, to now, I just hear about him through Jack Harlow stuff. Um, massive step back in that second year. You know, you felt There's like... There's a lot of hero hype right now. So, okay, that's cool. And I, I'm, I'm far The from, NBA's leading pre, preseason scorer heading into the weekend. Okay, that's great to know. There's a lot of... He's the youngest player in their roster still. You don't realize how young Tyler Hero is. That's when, like, David Brent's like, you ever heard of a little outfit from Texas? <laughs> We open for him. <laughs> You're like, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I look. I, I'm not anti Tyler Hero at all. I'm just saying if the, if if I'm you're asking me, hey, what's the next move? It's giving up on the younger guys around this core that's going to be old. That I don't know what the pivot is from here. Like, what's Lowry, who's defied odds for a bunch of different reasons? Yeah. And he's still really good, but what's he going to be like in two more years? And by the way, it's not like he cares about his body, which is the thing I think you admire about him, but he hasn't been necessarily pacing himself. And he's but, had some, he's had some dings. Yeah. I don't he's think a he's a car that if, if you were saying how many miles Carfax, does his car have? Yeah. They probably turn the odometer back with him. It's like, yeah, it's only 52,000 miles. It's like, now nah, it's 152. Come on. Yeah. No, no. What you definitely flipped the odometer. Why was this in a body shop in Reno for a month? House. Kyler Lowry said a couple of days ago, Tyler is the one guy that has been extremely impressive. He's been playing his butt off. He's the one guy that's been truly impressive to me. I think he's the next move if this doesn't work. That's Because I think he has real trade value. He does. And they can patch him with things, but... Um, of course. No, if he's good again, I just... The preseason thing for me doesn't mean anything. I that's thought he was bad last season. He was. And so were they. They were inconsistent. Has you like this core? You think there's one more move? I like this core and I think there could be one more move. I mean, okay. it's a it's a little bit of a wait and see. Do but. you think there's another big move for them? I think, so I look at it this way. I like knowing what team's crunch times are. And with this team, it's clearly going to be Lowry, Robinson, Butler. I think they have to play Tucker in crunch time and bam. And if you play Hero instead of PJ, I think you're in real trouble defensively. You're you're asking Lowry and Butler to basically guard the best perimeter guys in the other team, and I, I don't. Butler's, you know, he's been in the league a while. I'm not saying he can't do it for like one game or one quarter, but if you're talking about the grind of a season, that starts adding up. They didn't and, play him a, very, a lot though in the beginning of his career, but he was old coming in. He's old coming in. Um, and then you throw in a couple of Tibbs years, and those are like two. So There's maybe it all stuff. evens out. I don't. I don't think they're going to win their awesome division. He was awesome last year, though. He was. He was awesome. So I think he would have to be even more awesome to hit this 48 and a half as the overhouse. I'm taking the over. You're taking the over. I'm yeah. I'm going hard under on this one. I, I I like them. I think they're right, you know, they're they're somewhere in between 47 and 52. Interesting. Um, since LeBron left, Spolstra teams four uh to the oh four and two versus the over under out of four out of the last six seasons. Wow. So that's bringing stats in. Yeah. Jesus. What's wrong with that? I can't believe No, that. it's yeah, really like good. I lines. didn't yeah. know we were doing that. Well, I mean, did, you know, did, did, now I feel inadequate. The institutional stability of, of Miami. And you, the reason that we hear all these nice things about Tyler hero is because those vets understand how important he is to their success. And, and that's why they're building him up. They want that irrational confidence to return. I like that mix that they have. Uh, uh, and I think they're pretty deep. So I'm taking a tiny over. I'm going under because I don't think they care about the regular season that much. And I think they're going to rest guys. And I think their priority is going to be, we want Lowry and Butler 100% heading into the season. And that's going to mean not putting miles on Butler during the season, guarding Durant one night and Jason Tatum the next night for 40 minutes. Like, I think they're going to be really careful. So I like their playoff upside more than their regular season upside, Rosillo. Okay, before I answer, I'll kick it back to you guys. What about an Oladipo return at some point? I think it's a good thing. So that fucks with the over-under. And I have no idea when he comes back, and neither do you. No way to guess. No, I heard he, yeah, you heard he looks great. That's not the guy they need for the team they have, though. 
I just think any version of Oladipo yeah, that's true. like healthy You're again, right. like fair. you just give him the ball and it's like, because I mean, that guy was, I hope we get to see that guy again that was with the Pacers a couple years ago. He was incredible. Totally and, agree. Yeah, that's, I was going to do under lock for them, but now you're right. If Oladipo comes back two months in, now I'm scared. With I like letter. this team better than last year. I mean, there's a number here where they had Harkless, Bradley, that's Avery Bradley, Precious, Casey, Akpala, Andre Iguodala. They played almost 1,400 minutes. Oof. Okay. That's not going to happen again right. this year. But I think the one of the big things that you said, Bill, What's the point? What's the point of grinding it this regular season when you've got Lowry, when you've got Butler at those age? Like, they, I don't know that they're going to have to win. Like, why do they yeah. need to win fifty? I mean, Just make sure you're like a five or six. So you're good. It's it's a hesitant under because I like the team a lot. I do too. I like their playoff upside way more. Like, yeah, them for the it. conference plus nine fifty. I think is a nice. I wouldn't bet it, but I think it's a nice number. Sure. I think they could absolutely win the conference. Yeah. You know, that's one injury to somebody on the Nets and the Bucks have, you know, the the mileage from everything last year and then nobody else steps up. So 25 to 1 for the title seems a little less far-fetched. I also like the playing number at plus 230. You can see a world where they're just a seven seed, where they don't care. That's a better payout than some of these other playing yeah. odds that you've thrown out there. It's a good one. It, and I think any when I was saying under, I was like, you know, anytime you say under, it feels like you don't like the team. I really it's like what number. they could be. But I, I 40, 48 and a half was the over. So they'd have to go 49, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 49 and 33. That's like, a, that's a good record in the East. The other thing though, that's made me like second guess every version of the answer is that Jimmy Butler and Lowry could also be like, fuck that. Yeah. We're playing. They could. Yep. So it's a tough one. Yeah, I went under. That's why I like the over. Can we do a percentage game? Blame pie. Percentage chance. Lowry and Butler actually decide they don't really like each other that much and they're annoyed by each other and there's a little alpha issue with them. 78, Eight. 78, 80. 78. You know oh, no. I was going to say like 8%. Yeah, you go higher. They're, they're they boys. might actually, they might be so alpha that it's just they know what they're signing up for. They're so boys. I like, I, yeah, they're, they're pals. Mm. It's going to work. Yeah, it's, I'll go 18%. Atlanta Hawks. Good 47 and a half is our over for them. Plus 125 for the division. Very tasty. 21-1 for the conference. Playing game plus 155. I think Trey would have to get hurt for that to happen. Hunter's back. I guess Cam Reddish is back. You look at the depth chart and you think of like all the flexibility they have. And this goes back to, I wish I had made this point with the in the Boston part. Boston had no flexibility last year. They had no ability to go small ball, big ball. They just kind of had the team they had. And now this year they have all this flexibility depending on who they're playing. I would argue Atlanta has... Um, some of the most fun flexibility in the league. They can go super small. They can throw multiple wings at you. Um, if the reddish thing was real at all from the playoffs, that's such a monkey wrench for them. People forget, I mean, some people, not most people, how good Hunter was before he went down in the playoffs and um, the Gallinari X factor. And then Trey, could if Trey's even better, um, spoiler alert, I'm going over for this, but my question for you, House, who is Atlanta's rival going to be? Because you, your default would be the Knicks. I feel like there's there could be a really nice Atlanta Miami thing. Um, yeah, you beat in me play to it. You that answered hasn't, it. Hasn't fermented yet. Yep. But with the Lowry Butler Tyler Hero Trey going in there, I mean they don't really have the great crowd for Trey to fuck with in the same way. But 
that Atlanta Miami thing, I, I started getting excited about it. That could be one of the league's best rivalries this year. So you're in on that house? Yeah. I mean, anytime you can get a Southeast Conference banner flying in the, <laughs> we, Washington has one of those. We yeah. have one of those. In you don't think those courtside Miami fans are like, your boat loan terms suck. <laughs> <laughs> that they're leaving the game with six minutes to go, yelling insults at Trey Young. One of the it. one of the top three things I'm looking forward to in this entire NBA season is the first time that Trey does the hezzy, launches himself backwards, and the doesn't lurch. get the call. Yeah. And Rosillo grabs that clip and and posts it on on Twitter because Rosillo is yeah, going to be so happy. He's going to be watching those Hawks. Yeah, he's going to be watching those Hawks games like a little league parent when their son's up, just like the camera. (laughs) He's got Uh, the camera. uh, (laughs) To give you the headline, Hawks over, maybe even a lock for me. Yeah, the fact that their number is forty-seven and a half and the Heat's forty-eight and a half, I think they have they have that backwards. Now, to the point that you were getting there, I'm just going to do a little bit of a victory lap here because there were some (laughs) in the media that suggested that uh, I was out of line with my hatred of the jump backwards into a trail defender, especially around a screen. And I was told that it was basketball and that it would just be something that you would adapt to and that there would be a counter for the counter. And you're like, no, it fucking sucks to watch. It does. And everybody loses their minds and hardened hunting fouls. And even Steph, who did it way more last year, I think, than he'd ever done it before because he was like, I got to figure out a way to do this. Why anybody would defend any of that shit and want to watch it as part of the product is beyond me. But there appears to be some lanes in NBA media coverage where it's like, no, it's cool. You're you're a dick. It seems like like people that never played basketball. Like if you're well, easy D one. No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's if, fucking weird. It's fucking weird that anybody would watch you the Trey Young thing at any level. Like, if somebody right. did that, you just be like, why? Did, what just happened? That wait, wait, Steve what? Nash has a clip in the first week or two when it happens, and Nash is like beside himself, yes. who doesn't get upset, and he's right. still not mad, and he's just looking at the ref, being like, "Are what are you doing?" Yeah, he's like, "That's why not basketball. It's not basketball," and so. We shouldn't want any of these things. We shouldn't want the counter should be making it all legal. Now, as that rant is over, I transition to the other one. Do you remember about do you remember about 15 years ago when the league was that that's, that's it? No more complaining. We're calling texts all the time. Yeah. All right. It oh, lasted, you're worried the lurch comes back. It lasted a couple weeks. Oh no. And then the league was like, we, we can't we Jesus. can't just keep calling tech. They're just yelling at us even more now for giving them the technical about something that wasn't that big of a deal. Um I'm worried. I'm wor- I, I got to see it play out for a year to think that this, no one should want any of this crap in the game. No one should want it. And so we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm, I'm such Rosillo a different- predicting the lurch could come back. No, but I mean, we got the Rosillo rule for this upcoming season. The Rosillo rule. It, Did it, they name it after you? A, I feel like you were the leader. He, they he should. Was. He was Nobody on, got madder about he it was than the I first. Did. No, was, ironically, I, it's going to be called the Trey Young rule. Even though it should be called the James Harden role. Zach and I talked about this on his pod the other day. No, I don't care. I want the backing. I want the Goldfinger ejector seat button. Trey Young play into the trail defender. That one. I want that one named after me. Yeah. Because here's the other thing about Trey Young and why this is such a hard. I really feel like that's the Chris Paul though. Trey Young just perfected it. Chris Paul is the first. Chris one Paul did, did it though when he was bringing the ball up, which is actually even worse in a way yeah. than anybody would fall for it. Because like the Chris Paul one, I'd always go, "How do you call it a second time in a game? Yeah. How do you call it a second time when he veers into traffic behind him?" Trey was doing it around a screen where, I mean, if you're trying, like they showed. I remember watching a one guy that was ripping me a little bit, and it showed like a guy getting sideways with Trey Young, yeah, like around it, and you're like, "What the hell? What is that?" Like, nobody wants to be doing that. So we'll see. 
if it takes, I hope it takes, but I think the biggest Atlanta headline for me is that Trey Young is a motherfucker and he's not scared of anyone. And that's what I love the most about him in the playoffs. And it's why so funny how it's we've over. Because oh, they just, lost all the time. They didn't play defense. No, no, so it's, it's so funny that we're both so firmly in his corner. Like he really won us over. <laughs> Big time. Is, he won us over. And it's deep. not us flipping. And you, he won us over. You cocksuckers know that an Atlanta <laughs> radio station um this pulled clips of of this podcast from last year where we expressed great skepticism at yeah. the pieces that they put. Yeah, didn't they together. fire their coach? Weren't they like way yeah. under oh, five hundred? Yeah. I know. That's so, right. Whatever. But, I, but it was I had to go on and and try and justify. You went on to of on our behalf. I oh, I go on anywhere. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a media radio whore. whore. They're yeah, deep. I am a radio whore. They're good. And Trey being the villain, but then also being the least afraid in the Sixer series. These are all real things that happened. And you know, look, I, I've been over Hawks a forty-four times. to one for best record in the NBA. I'm not that fired. <laughs> forty-four <laughs> to one. No, House? great payout. I'll put a, I'll put a flyer. I mean, I got fifty bucks, bucks for that. Sure. Ten dollar Fanduel. Who do you have for Atlanta's big rival? Miami, Boston. Us, Is it the Knicks? You and me. Philly. No, we're on the we're on the team now. They're stuck with us. All every one of those, every big market, every great. The Knicks fan will be base. the most fun. It'll be an event when he goes and plays there, and it'll feel it, like the a Knicks thing. are not as good as they are. They're just not as good right. as yeah. yeah. It's which is fantastic. He he. What about Russia. <laughs> but think about him in Philly. There, think about him in Boston. It's going to be awesome. God, thank Boston's God for like Young. the stealth fun rival because the yeah. Schroeder Trey Young I oh, think could have kind of a moment juicy. together. That's going to be good. I like this Hawks. Wait, thing. Grayson really Allen's do. on the Bucks, right? Yes, he is. Oh, Hawks Bucks, pretty good. Sneaky Bogdanovich. Like tension. Good. I'm just going to list bo- list Hawks before you could have you could have because so we're all going over, and I think this is a lock for me. Will they play a Don't tribute my, video a to Bogdanovich when he plays in Milwaukee? These are just. I will remember <laughs> you. Guys on the Hawks: Trey Young, Bogdanovich, Hunter, Collins, Capella, Williams, Kevin, Kevin Herter, Gallinari, Cam Reddish, Lou Williams, Solomon Hill, De- uh, Delon Wright. I know it's fucking loaded. A Kongu comes back in. It's really uh, impressive, and then a Kongu is what the January, February. I feel like everyone that I you read, know who they have Jalen Johnson, your guy. Jorgie Dang. The guy you wanted instead of Jan Mahimni. Oh my God. Just the fork in the road of House's life. All right, we're all going over for the the Hawks. Spoiler alert, I'm also going uh, over for the Charlotte Hornets, who's over under his 37 and a half for Division 13 to 1. Playing game is plus 105. House, why do I rationally love this team? Well, we we loved them last year as well. We've loved them all the way back to when? Was it the the bubble? When do we love them? Uh, We... We bet on them and they 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 delivered for us. Yeah, we did some stuff two years ago. There was a moment last year with Lamelo and Malik Monk and Hayward was healthy and they were just I just liked watching them on League Pass. Yeah. Thirty seven and a half seems super low to me. I mean Hayward would have to stay healthy. Super low is an exaggeration. I super agree. low to I me. Think- I just think they're a five hundred team. I feel like I'm getting three extra wins. How many times have they been terrible and you turn on League Pass and it's like, hey, they're in it again. Yeah. Borrego's so good, man. I don't know if they're more of a, a game like a, I feel like they do more. Hey, let's do this specific to the matchup. Not necessarily. Hey, who is like, if you're not any good, yeah. what's the approach of now? Nah, we just do what we do. It's like, well, you don't. you're not that good at that. Right. And they're never going to be as talented as those top teams unless, you know, all of a sudden all these guys pop and, and Gordon stays healthy. 
But I think night in and night out, they they feel like they change what they want to do based on the opponent. And that's why I always love how competitive they are and all that stuff. But between Hayward's injury and all that stuff, 37 and a half still feels high, despite the fact with that small group, they still fight defensively all the time. So played a lot of zone, I think, too. But House, I think LaMelo's better. Year two is always a nice year for somebody who's going to be a star. If you're going to be special, year two is year usually... Year two is a, a nice one. Hayward healthy. Mason Plumley upgrade over what they had last year where it was like a Cody Zeller, Bismack Biombo. I'm not saying Mason Plumley is like an all-star, but he's competent. Kelly Oubre is competent as a wing guy. Ish Smith is competent as a backup point guard. Bismack. Um, was, was Monk expendable? Well, he just kept getting hurt, and then uh, I think that once they took Booknight, it was a, it was a wrap. Culture. Culture, and we do we feel like Booknight can help them at all because that's the X factor. Scoring for this right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think this. To me, I would be surprised if they didn't win thirty eight games, and this is a borderline lock for me. What do you have, House? I'm fine with a slight over. It, this is a, a Hayward Health bet. I mean, I, I yeah. it all well, boils it's down. It's certainly to been that. a bad bet for five. Yeah, years. Yeah, that's why I'm going under. Okay. But it's, it's, if, if you told me he was. Playing all year, fine, but what do you expect from Wes to Windu this year, Rosilla? Because he's on this team. No, I expect just functionality. Okay. Kai Jones, any thoughts? Year one of Kai Jones. Awesome highlights. There are this this is a league pass Twitter team where they will have between Miles Bridges, Bridges Kai Jones, yeah. and LaMelo, they could dominate Twitter. I do feel like this there'll could be, be a couple Lamelo Kai Jones alley oops that you'll you'll want to buy an NFT of. The Cowboys were America's team. This will be like uh, social media's team. The Mid Atlantic Social team? America's that, team. That's true. Washington Wizards. Wow. <laughs> Thirty four and a half. Great number. Playing game plus one forty. They added Spencer Dinwiddie. They added Kyle Kuzma. They had Aaron Holiday, who I really like. They had a Caldwell Pope, who serviceable dude. They added Harrell, who we've seen in playoff games. You have a full year of Daniel Gafford. Beal is still on this team. You drafted Corey Kispert. I just listed like nine, and I didn't mention the corpse of Bertans, who maybe Aye. is zombie Bertans. Who knows with him? But I just listed a bunch of people who are real NBA players, and you have a guy who could score 30 points a game. 34 and a half feels low, House. Nearly every time I came on your podcast over the last two years when we talked about Washington, my my gimmick was that they were a team with one and three quarters NBA players. And 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 now I really feel like they have five or six. This is the most talent that Bradley Beal will have played with since the playoff team in 2016, 2017. So chew on that for a minute. But that's, uh, um, you know, because of of the what happened to John Wall, uh, he basically stopped playing starting in 2018. He played 41 games, and then that was really the end of his Washington career. Yeah. Um, but that the 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 thing that was frustrating as a Washington fan with Westbrook last year, like he was hurt for half of the season, then he wasn't hurt, and they were interesting, and they were interesting because he was out collecting triple doubles because he 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 got healthy. Halfway through the season, his whatever his quad or, yeah. or whatever his injury was, but they were they had a, a, a talent deficit. Thomas Bryant is back. Thomas Bryant mm. can't even play mention him. 
He's an athletic big. That December, right? House is yeah. bullish. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an over, and I'm going to bet them to make the playoffs. I'm definitely betting wow. them to make the playing. I'd game. bet playing game plus well, one forty. I mean, a little both. You can. Get I didn't the even ask my big question. I also, ask one. it to Rosillo. Rosillo is Beal on this team in March? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is too. I do too. Every indication we've got on the Beal thing has been that those of us on the outside don't understand that he's way more content. Uh, I've talked about this now for months. I keep repeating it over and over again. But there's also, uh, beginning October 17th, a window where they can do a four-year extension that pays him 181. Or he could wait after the season and he does a five-year deal worth 242. Okay. What do we name it when they sign the deal knowing they're probably... Na- who Who invented that? Signing the mellow. extension is that is that the mellow? Mellow, mellow. By all accounts, was kind of like really kicking the tires and going somewhere else. And then what I had heard, then it was like, I'll just take the fifth year and I'll worry about it later. And that's exactly what happened. Let's call it the mellow. I think I've already, I think we've already decided it was the mellow, and I just forgot because I'm old. So I don't know did, that you he, and I did, but I like that because I like naming I like mellow. We name it after him. The mellow. It's like Larry Bird. Larry Bird rule. The mellow. D. Allen Houston rule. I think Beal's on this team. This goes back to what I said at the top of the pod. I think the middle class is friskier this year, which made me want to downgrade some of the higher end uh, overs and go under on this. I, this isn't over to me. Russell, what do you have? I just don't know. I mean, when I look at the depth chart, it's like, wow, there's actually five guys, right? And Gafford yeah. helped them defensively. Thomas Bryant isn't going to help him defensively, but he's going to help him offensively. So, you know, you can mix and match a little bit with it. You know, I realize how talented Dinwiddie is, but I, you know, Dinwiddie has a little of that D'Angelo Russell in him where he's going to kind of do his own thing. And the crazy thing about Beal for all the money that he's going to get, and I, like he, in a weird way, became like crazy overrated. Um, if Beal's the second best player on a team, I don't think that's enough. You know, it obviously depends on who the one is, but I've always thought like if Beal actually eventually does get traded, uh, which may be after an extension, but again, who knows? Um, would you get him? And then the city's like, oh my God, we got Beal. And then would you two months later go, eh, He's pretty good. I, I don't want to share 330 house texts from the last few years. I'm house, I mean, you speak to this. Yeah. this is your so we're, house, we're be up. careful. No, he's a beta. He he's he's a great second banana. The 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 answer to your question about how psyched you would be will be who who's your third best player because that that really sets the ceiling or the floor for that team. You need somebody who's better than Beal to to be the one. Beal just is not an alpha. He's just not. Do you think he and Wiggins ran into each other somewhere and they were like, man, people just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to defend Bradley Beal. I went to that game seven Wizards Celtics game, AKA the Kelly Olenek game. Beal was really impressive in that game. I thought he was completely 100% not scared. And the guy who hurt you in that game, other than Olenek getting hot, was just John Wall. They just weren't guarding him from. Well, because he, he, he ran out of him seven out of feet gas. open. He had no legs. I still can't believe the Wizards lost that series. Oof, that was a tough one. Uh, We're still I, I like over Beal. under. I like Beal. I just think he gets talked about in a neighborhood that he does not. It's because we have nothing to do all day with basketball. We do, we talk That's about fair. Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal and Dame Lillard. And it, it's the under, not because of a Beal trade, which is I think what other people would do. Just unbelievable zags from Rosillo today. Yeah. You should have worn a t-shirt that just said zag. This is good. Let's get that. The ringer's still doing t-shirts. Unbelievable. I want zag. a zag. Zags, all lowercase. And then w- like a, just a period. Zag. And a sentence. I want a zag. Zag I want a all over the place. Sorry. Over for me. Over for house. Why for- rooting for Tiger Woods is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I want the under. Can I go? I need to change my Charlotte pick because I cannot have every team in the Southeast Conference over. Is he allowed to change picks after we made the picks? I mean, we already have the video. This isn't a draft. I think it's official. All right. 
You suck. Ass. It was a borderline for me anyway. I kind of want to change my Nets pick, so I'm going to allow it. Uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to take a break, and then we're going to do uh, the Orlando Magic in one second. The Orlando Magic. Over under 21 and a half. I have no other odds for you because you'd be an idiot to bet any of them. My question for you, Rosillo, what the hell is going on with this roster? I'm just going to read you the depth chart. The guards, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Jalen Suggs, and Michael Carter-Williams. Kind of like it. The wings, Terrence Ross, Chumo Keki, Franz Wagner. Kiki. Kiki. Was that my first really bad pronunciation of the day? There was a Reggie Bullock in there. That Bullock? We... I said Bullock. Who? Reggie Bullock? <laughs> that we're getting there. Yeah. Chumo Keke. Keke? A Kiki. Chumo Kiki. Gary Harris is on this team? The undersized defensive stud yeah, shooting guard who can't the, shoot? Uh, the Aaron Gordon trade. And then they have four centers for some reason. They have Wendell Carter. They have Mo Bamba. Robin Lopez. They have, there's more. Extension Mo Bamba? Extension Mo Bamba. Did not get the extension, but a lot of people are surprised. This, to me, cries of an under. This team looks terrible. Um, even the Jalen Suggs has been on winners his whole life thing doesn't scare me. Jalen, get used to losing. Trevor Lawrence had been on winners his whole life. Guess what? You're only as good as your teammates. Uh, I'm going under, but uh, Rosilla, what's going on here? What's the plan? Just after assets? They, right, asset after they, they look, they... They hit the reset button finally. You know, I think a lot of people felt like whatever. They've had incredibly bad luck with the injury stuff. Jonathan Isaac on top of it all. Um, I think it's just throwing a bunch of pieces at this, hoping that Jalen Suggs proves himself in a short amount of time. And Wendell Carter Jr. is still a very talented player. He just needs to have I some like sort him of... Too. But, he, you know, you can only be passive for so long before now we just move on from you. And Wendell Carter's like staring at the line right now where it's like, if you can't figure out a way to be productive down here with all the opportunities, then it's never going to happen. Mo Bamba is also staring at the line, but he's staring backwards because he's already passed the line. And it's, and although it's, somebody I, I talked to recently said, do not rule out the Mo Bamba. I mm. want an extension season. I, I personally have a hard time believing we're going to see an entirely new version of him. Um, but we'll see. I think I'm really worried about KOC because he has the Mo Bamba thing and then the Killian Hayes thing. Well, he wasn't wrong about Mo's talent. No, I'm just but, I'm just worried. I know KOC, like, he likes to go 100 for 100 with the draft guide. And, you know. He's, I think he might miss one of those two. I think one so of the, I think the over-under is one and a half. <laughs> House, anything you like about this Orlando team, will you spend five seconds watching them on League Pass this year? Only if they're playing the Wizards. Yeah, that's um, how I felt. So. They. I want to watch Suggs a little bit. So, I'll give them a test drive. Okay, we passed test yeah, drive. Yeah, I agree. I want to watch a couple Suggs fourth quarters on Tuesday. I'll Cole watch. Anthony is like, look, this is my team. I've got this. I wanted. I did a little research to see if I could come up with a prop for them to have one of the bottom, one of the worst five records over the last fifty years. That's what I was interested in. Oh, interesting. So, but like, I, less than twelve wins. Yeah, right. In the neighborhood of 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 fourteen to eight, I think that's that's where you have to. Really, go to I don't think there. they're they're not. That they're bad. not. So I just not. think I it's too hard to suck that much. Yeah, that's the, the, that, I couldn't get there. So, right, that, so that's how I spent my time looking at Orlando, though. So I'm going to put under down for house. <laughs> All right. And Rosillo right. under twenty one and sixty one wins the bet. 
All right. They have to win let, 20 no, no, let me, games. 22. It's 21 and a half. Yeah. yeah. 21 and a half. They but I'm saying 22. 21 and 61 oh, is a winner. the under for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 21 and 61. Lock it down. <laughs> what mean, scenario are they not? Are they you know, winning 22 feeling. games? That's not happening. But this is where it's hard because you never know. Like all you need is five nights where you catch the other team on the right night. And Markel's getting it going. Wendell looks all right. Terrence Ross is like, I'm I'm looking for money here. I think RJ Terrence Hampton. Ross is traded in December. Right. Well, okay. He's one of the first guys traded. But I'm gonna December. I'm gonna run some run some numbers for you here. Yeah. Cause I went back and looked at it because I go, how often do teams actually lose, you know, 60 plus games? Like how many teams actually can't get to 20 wins? Because yep. that's kind of what you're saying here. You're like, yeah. all right. It's it's rarer than you think. So the last full season is 2019. You had three teams under 20 wins. 2018, zero. 2017, zero. 2016, Philadelphia won 10 games. The Lakers won 17. 2015, it was three teams. 2014, it was two teams. 2013, it was zero. So, you know, we've had... We've well, can had, I flip this around? When, aren't they the most... Them and OKC would be the most likely picks to win 20 or under. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to Houston, too, at some point. Mm. Um, Part two. But, and I can't wait to talk Thunder, actually. But Me neither. They're they're not good. They're not good. I'm going to, it's just like the first time you think of Orlando, you're like, oh, under, whatever. Oh, 22 wins, no way, no way. It's. I wish we had Zag music that we could play for Vasilo <laughs> as he starts thinking about the Zag. Yeah, he's like, trying to, you know, all perspectives here. Kyle's uh, producing. Kyle has Zag music. Uh, Let's come up th- with What would Zag music sound like? I don't That's know. Right. Is it a sound zag, zag, or is zag, it zag, actual music? The Zag, 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 It's like breaking glass, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, give me the over. Fuck it. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? There's a good trend line for you. Oh, my uh, God. When, when you get down to these numbers, nine out of the last 12 uh, um, at, at this super sub subculture i spit on your mic so so excited for this uh i love this number i go gonna, over they go over say that again i i messed up the, i messed it up i it, of the last 12 basement unders the team has exceeded that that basement number nine times nine out of those 12 nine out of 12 still, yeah you're still not coherent um, still not sure what you said, but it sounded yes. good. I don't know what's going on. I think I'll need some coffee soon. No, I want some coffee. I would like coffee. Starbucks. I always like coffee. We're going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Over under is fifty five and a half. Minus seven fifty to win the division. It's about as that's like that's like some two thousand seventeen Warrior shit. Plus three sixty for the conference, eight to one for the title. I don't want to step on. I did I, I did 10 minutes on this on Zach's pod last week. I should have saved it for this, but I love Zach. About why won't, why won't the Bucks be better th- this year? Why can't they actually go up a notch? Because Giannis went up a notch those last two rounds. And I really believe, as a guy who loves NBA history, sometimes this happens with guys who are the best 25 guys of all time. They have that moment, and they're never the same after that for the better. They're just up a level. I thought he figured shit out. You and I talked about it on this podcast multiple times. We saw things from him in that last two rounds that was just advanced from where he was. There was a fearlessness of not being afraid of being fouled and I'm getting to the rim. The rim is my friend. I'm getting there. They can't stop me. I'm getting to the rim. I'm getting the rim. No matter how I can get there, I'll get there from the right side, clear out for me. I will get there in alley-oops. I will get follow-up dunks. I'm going to be around the rim as much as I can. 
And I think this continues. I think they're going to be really good. I think Middleton's going to be better. Holiday. I don't really feel like they lost anybody. Um, 55 and a half is the over. And I'm actually going to go over on this one. It's going to be one of my only high overs. Because I think they're going to be really good. I think it's a 60-win team. I love what you said about Giannis. Um, but I also loved reading some of the preview stuff. I sent a note to Zach. Like, just how tenuous this whole Milwaukee offense thing was in the playoffs. Because you're like, up oh, here it is again. Like, look at this. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then it worked. Yeah. And Giannis's mentality has a lot to do with that. Drew looking comfortable almost too late, yep. you know, because he and Middleton were having, starting to have some of those creep in games. Be like, hey, this is why we don't talk about you like we talk about those other guys. You know, you're, you're showing it to us again. And then some of the Brooke Lopez defensive stuff where you just, you, that's what I love about the playoffs is you'll have this game and you're like, oh, maybe they figured something out. And then it can just look totally different two or three games later. And Lopez had moments against Atlanta where you're like, I don't know. And it all comes together. Portis resigns on a good number. He has an opt-out after the that year. That was the one none they, of us expected. He had that early one. bird, and I think this allows him to do bird. So he has the opt-out after this. But you're still right. For off that Man. title run, less than $5 million, I think, is what he's getting in the first year. Something like that. That was great. Okay, what a, so What a win for them. Here's, here's the other part of it. Um, and we haven't spent a lot of time talking about Ben Simmons, so it's good. And I'm not going to bog us down here but like when people look at ben simmons and say hey just do what Giannis does that's like telling frank bruno to watch mike tyson film and going now just be more like him or more current reference uh anthony <laughs> joshua <laughs> yeah right exactly just do and it's it's insulting to the Giannis approach it's insulting to his mentality i understand yeah. the the comp of body type and um high level skills versus some of the flaws they have but you're like you don't get to just be him and Giannis in the biggest moment was like, fuck this. It's, it's on. And that's why I love the guys so much. I'm, I'm with you. I, I actually think DiVincenzo being a part of it. Um, whenever that, I don't know what the and latest also is holiday being there for a full year. The fact that Budenholzer is not going to have the, am I fired thing hanging over him? If they, if they fail in house, I think the Giannis thing is really interesting. How people just seem to feel like the Nets should have won last year as a fluke and Davis got hurt and there's 90 excuses for it. And they kind of missed the Giannis piece of it. And the fact that I think he's now historically great. And I don't, I think it continues. He's only 26. Everybody's anxious to hand the league over to Luca, including myself. I've had multiple things about, is this the next guy and all that stuff. And next four years, would you rather have Giannis or Luca? If you're trying to win titles, I'd rather have Giannis. Oh, I'd much rather have Giannis. But I think I would have said Luca. You would have said Luca for the last in two round plus two years. in the yeah. playoffs, you even would. before the the end of that net series. I would have been like, oh, Luca, Luca. That, but Giannis, from what I saw from him last year, I think he's the guy I'd want. I think he's the best player in the league. And I'd still rather have Durant. Interesting over yeah. Giannis, which yeah. is fine. Yep, because I was guilty of it too. You know, going back two years. Giannis going into the playoff season, you know, coming out of the bubble, you're like, hey, this guy's probably the best in the world. And then Kawhi's had moments. Hell, Kawhi had moments in the first round against the Clippers. You go, why would I ever think anybody's actually better than this guy? Like, look what Kawhi's doing again. Mm. And he did it. Um, and then at the end of the bubble, you're like, oh, why the hell did I doubt LeBron? We did the exact same thing when the Nets are up in that series. And you're like, Durant's doing this kind of by himself right now. Durant and is incredible. This is why we yeah. like Durant Isn't more than Giannis. Isn't it a 1A, 1B thing, though? I, I'm going to take shooting... Every fucking time. So I think I'm taking the overpowering thing. I really? Thought, yeah, I thought, wow. What he did to Aiton in the finals when he wasn't even 100% and 
And he was just like, I'm just getting in the rim. You can't stop me. And Aiton was fucking good. Aiton was awesome in the playoffs. And that was what made, I was like, who's stopping this fucking dude? Embiid? And even Embiid, I feel like Embiid is like side to side. He's a little lumbery. I feel like Giannis can get, I think he would solve that too, House. It's an incredible and an incredibly fun conversation to keep having. It's great. I love um, Rosilla with this. I, I, I guess I take KD because he has better taste in wine. That would be the only reason why. <laughs> KD <laughs> knows his wine. That would be why. I you know, it's funny. KD. On the Zach thing, I, we, when we were talking about this Giannis, KD, and I, I think it's 1A, 1B, and I don't think there's a wrong choice. But I think people feel like LeBron is still on that level. And I said that. I was like, LeBron, this is 19th year. Like, he's... Yeah, but no we got to see him not look good. I mean, the, LeBron had a weird number creep up where it was like, this is the first time in his career a third of his shots were from three. Yeah. Like over a third or whatever it was. I just don't think were, he can be as overpowering night to night as those guys are at this point. I still feel like he's one of the eight best players. I don't think that's an insult. What, LeBron being the eighth? I don't think he can be the two-way guy Giannis is, and I don't think he's the offensive player. He's not the Durant two-way guy. Anymore. The defensive numbers are pretty good, but I mean, he he coasts which but I think it's fine that he's smart. not in the territory. He's fucking 36 years old. Uh, I, I think I it's agree. the LeBron fans are nuts. Uh, no, I, I still think you have to put LeBron in whatever that first group is. So you would say 1C? Because I have it 1A, 1B. And if you want to put LeBron 3, great. But I wouldn't put him like 1C I don't with know, those man. guys. He's still awesome last year. I, I know eventually it's not going to look good, but I'm not going to try to get in front of that one. I'm not going to try to predict You're going to wait coming. to see it. I'm going like to wait. A, yeah, I'll, I'll like gladly. Like a Tom Brady Bucks thing. I'd rather be wrong giving him the benefit of the doubt. So whatever the playoff closing group would be, like, hey, I want that guy having the ball, LeBron's still right up there with anybody else. I don't think there's any shame in saying you're maybe 3 to 5% not as good as the best scoring forward of all time and the best, most dominant post guy since Shaq. You don't even have to think about it. Like the last four minutes of a playoff game, you would go, <sighs> give me Giannis, Durant, LeBron. You don't even have to think about it. No, I do think about it. Well, I think the Giannis, Durant part. I'd have to see the LeBron thing. I thought we saw it. We just Dave, saw it. Davis got hurt in that series last year, and that team was done. It was like, well, LeBron was okay, and then it was like his ankle kind of hurt. Well, Giannis had a fucking fucked up knee. And but I don't know who was more hurt than it. the other guys. So I know, but I, I'm know. just saying, like, we we made excuses for LeBron, but then Giannis was able to play hurt. And He's also a lot younger. Doesn't get when credit you do those that. weird hyperextension right. yeah, things. Yeah, but that goes to my point. LeBron's year 19. Okay, That's but all. now we're talking health and projecting health. I'm talking about I'm when talking healthy. About durability for 100 games, consistency, the ability to do it on both ends, to weather the storm. The both ends thing, I can't win. playoff games. I can't win on the both ends. Thing. To carry a team that if I'm missing my best supporting guy, I can do this, like what Durant did in game five, game seven of the, I don't think LeBron can do that anymore. If he does, like, that'd be amazing. Well, if he does, it would be because they only played 60 games in the regular season, which might be the right, the right strategy for them. Did that. you see his minutes now? He's over 60,000. 60, yeah. He's over 60 combined, which it's him and Kareem now. And I think, so impressive. I can't remember if Carl Malone's over that, but he's going to be right where Kareem was at the end of the season if he plays a full year. And I'm, I don't know. I feel the same way about Brady. I, Brady is incredible. I wouldn't say he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I'd say he's on the level below. But if, you know, if he wasn't on a team that had a ton of weapons and whatever, you wouldn't say he was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, but what I would say is I'm, I don't think I'm putting him in the second group. Right. And so you'd say 1C for LeBron. Yeah, I just, whenever it's we're fair. talking about like the top five and top 10, for me, it's, who are the f 
six guys maybe in the league that still, at least let's say this way, for a season change who you are as a franchise. And I'm not talking like makes you better, but yeah. actually gives you a shot. And for 20 years here, LeBron's like pretty much, hey, we get a chance of getting the NBA finals. Well, can I have him third? Yeah, you can have him third. I don't like you saying eighth. No, I said top eight. You I said didn't top say eight. eight. I know, yeah. but I didn't, you know, sometimes like there have been a couple flirtations with him going back two years ago where people were trying to put him like fifth or sixth. And, you know, every time, every time you do that with LeBron, you almost every time you end up being wrong. And again, I get science. I get that he's eventually going to be there. But like 60,000 minutes for him is not 60,000 minutes for Kareem. It's yeah, it's not. Fair. It's 40 years of separation. Kareem, unbelievable yoga for him. Yeah. All right. So I have over for the Bucks. What do you have, Hess? There's dead silence because... What do you have, Rosillo? Over. <laughs> Rosillo's over. I'll do over also then. No. House just won't sag at all. Well, the, the, the problem is if there's ever a season for Milwaukee to take their foot off the pedal during the regular season, it would be this season. And, you know, because they, that's not how they play. That's not how they played in the regular season. I think if I'm them, I can get the one seed with this Kyrie thing opens the door for me to really get this one seed and I can have... Home court. A game seven against Brooklyn in Milwaukee. And Giannis wants to play. That's the other thing, yeah. too. Like, when you start handicapping the personalities of the stars, I don't think Giannis wants to be like, hey, cool, I'm going to take 15 games off so I can show well, everybody knock my on wood. I said yeah, this knock on wood, but all of us are um, knocking on wood. There's a LeBron side to him where he can have these things that just feel like they would be catastrophic injuries for other players. That thing that happened to him in the playoffs. The extension, yeah. yeah. But How you did know that what? fucking not end his playoffs? That's like, right. Was there six guys in the history of the league who just like, I'm good two days later? I'll say like not, but there are times where people hyperextend and you scare the shit out of yourself and it you just land right in that it's like, hey, actually your your leg isn't going to be Yeah, amputated. it just looked worse right. than it is. Right. I just think he's a pretty safe health risk. He is say. like yeah. much like how LeBron knock in Miami on knock on wood again, Don't LeBron in those Miami years, there was like, what would have to happen for this guy to have like a real injury? Like, I mean, he got a dude, groin injury, insane. what in 17, 18. And we're like, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 what's going on with him? Indiana Pacers, 42 and a half division, 10 to one. So that's an incredible zag bet. If you're like, I'm, I'm shorting Giannis playing game plus plus one twenty five in Tyson. My question for house. Another. Turner Sabonis season. We're doing this again. Why are we doing this again? Because Rick Carlisle will make a big difference because he'll be able to figure it out. Uh, he'll convince Miles Turner to do something different. I like Turner last year. I would have tried to trade for him. You could have had him. We could have had him the year before, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't like right. him as much that year. No, his rim protection numbers are incredible. He can stretch the floor. It's just a lot of the other stuff. I think the Turner, actually, as you mentioned, the Celtics, the sense I get on the Miles Turner market, it's like the Marcus Smart market, where you go, okay, well, let's kick the tires. Like, and be like, oh, wait, those are the offers? Yeah. Like, all right, then we're keeping them. And that's why they're doing it again. Feels like I look at this team, and especially with the Carlisle piece, they over under at 42 and a half. And it, it makes me nervous because I don't know if this is still the team in December, January, did they decide what they're doing with the Levert Brogdon extensions? Because if they extend it, it makes it harder to trade those guys. Right. So well, Levert's got a broken bone in his back. Now. Probably not going to extend him. Well, they probably, <laughs> because you feel like you gave up an asset and you're like, all right, well, what do we have to show for giving up Oladipo? 
Um, TJ Warren missed all of last season, basically. Brogdon missed 16 games. Remember, Brogdon was up there historically with teams that I talked to, Michael right. Porter Jr. as the worst medicals of anyone in the last yep. 10 plus years in the pre-draft process. Sabonis missed 10 games. Turner missed 25 games. I don't know that you asked me, but you can tell where I'm going. Rick Carlisle, 43 wins. Give me that over. Wow. I'm right there along with it. This what? Is, that's going to be a, a lock for me. I love this Pacers team. I liked them last year. I lost money on them last year. I think they're and dude, talented. No Nate Bajorshman? <laughs> that alone <laughs> might be worth it. Apparently, all he did is piss everybody off immediately. So Carlisle comes in. Remember those Dallas teams Carlisle used to have where you go, how the hell is that team a seven seed? Yeah. So you think that's happening here? Yeah, I do. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Lavert has a broken. My cock's working overtime. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's oh, a yeah. good thing. Overtime. Shows your marriage. Shows your dick works. Oh, it's working. Overtime. And yet wouldn't come on that apartheid rewatchables. Who, Alec? You. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's a story for another time. You just weren't interested. <laughs> People are asking, where's you your married? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's working. I'm, uh, I'm going under. I'm zagging. I think this is a really weird team. I don't really understand the mix of guys. And I don't like that as I'm looking at the depth chart, there's the O button or the O letter next to Levert Warren um, and Gogo Bidzatze. Did I say <laughs> oh, no. that one right? Definitely Gogo Bidzatze? No chance. No, I didn't. The Warren thing, I, as you know, I don't like feet. The Levert thing just seems like he's uh, got a black cloud over him. But um, then they got rid of your. Aaron Holiday guy, which is hilarious because in the Wizards section, you were like, I like him. And I was like, because I, I, I like him too. I've always yeah. liked him. I thought Zach made a great point in his league pass thing. The Sabonis. Do you want to get Zach for this next no, year? No, I just thought I was jealous of it. <laughs> he did the whole show with Zach. Here you I and was I were jealous of the point. With our dicks he in pointed our about the Sabonis McDermott combo, how it, it well good. those guys played together. And it was like one of those things I would watch, but it never registered that I just liked the two-way game with those two. And now that's gone. He's in um, San Antonio. And don't forget, Chris Duarte may win fucking MVP. <laughs> <laughs> He's working overtime. I'm going under. I'm zagging. All right, Chicago Bulls over under 43 and a half. A lot of people buying into this team. Division 10 to 1, playing game plus 105, which might be the lock of the year. Um, is this too... 2021's best example of how a fantasy basketball team doesn't work the same way as an actual basketball team. To me, this looks like a fantasy basketball team. I concur. It's not a roster that makes sense to me as an actual roster that's supposed to win games. I, I don't disagree one bit. I do admire them going out, being ambitious, trying to, you know, become relevant again. And the demonstrate of good faith, the demonstration of good faith to, to Zach Levine, does he really deserve a demonstration of good faith? I don't know, but they, but they did it. The thing is who plays defense on this basketball team? Who plays team? defense on this Name team? Name one person who plays defense I, on this basketball the, team. I didn't really like the DeRozan trade that much when they did it. And as the months have passed, I actually kind of hate it. Oh, like I really do. I, I don't mind Thad Young. I thought he was really kind of good for them last year. I don't know how Levine and, and DeRozan work together. Um, I don't like the money they paid for DeRozan. I think that could really come back to haunt them. And it just felt like a splashy move versus a smart move. And now you look at them like, what's the crunch time? Well, you figure Patrick Williams, it's 
better for them for him to be out there at crunch time. It doesn't look like he's going to be because it's going to be Lonzo, Zach Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic. You know those four guys are out there. And then it's like, all right, maybe it's Patrick Williams. I don't know. Who else is in there? But I, I just think that that young thing, just having him, I just rather would have had him than DeRozan. I'm babbling. I hate the DeRozan transaction. Okay, good. Okay? Good. I mean, I I'm glad I'm waiting. not on an island. You know, the NBA slowly crept into the NFL world. It's not nearly as bad as the NFL is, but I used to just rant and rave about it on the radio show. Like, every NFL contract is a lie in the first 24 hours, and then you slowly learn about them. The Donovan McNabb extension is one of the greatest ever. Like, hey, we called yeah. you fat. Here's 70 million. Actually, it's a million bucks. Okay. Um, DeRozan, his numbers came in. I'm like, three years, 82 million. Okay. I'm like, let me wait until it's fake. Like, what's the third year? Because the Chris Paul one was a great example. The fourth yeah. year is an option. The third year has, like, partial guarantees in it. Yeah. So, like, the Chris Paul one came in. You're like, four years? What, what the fuck? Um, DeRozan's three years, $82 million. Like, I've gone through it. I don't I don't think there's anything. I've asked who they were competing against. And, like, apparently it was the Lakers. And that's, I guess, because then you're like, wait, and you gave up a top 10 first in 2025? And here's the point with DeRozan. Like, even if you're the biggest DeRozan fan, and I've always kind of, like, respected his offense because guy can make buckets. He can. His passing got a little bit better with San I've Antonio. always been rooting for him because he's he became underrated because the advanced stats people advanced hated, stats him, so hated much. him. Hated yeah. him. Right. It was basically, like, not having somebody on the floor or something. But I think at some point you have to go, hey, why do I want to give him $82 million? And if you heard it was the Lakers, fine. And it just takes one team to be competing against and all that deal. But once the Westbrook deal went through, then, then what was, what was the rest of the option there? Like, were they just going to package up what, what was left to package? It to felt, do, 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 would you agree? It felt a little panicky to try to prove to Zach Levine. We're serious about spending money. Yeah. It also, it does feel a little bit like, Hey, here's the window to go ahead and spend the money. So who can we, who's like, who's like a C plus guy that we can spend it on. But I think they also want to get, Levine off the ball, but I, that's what I thought they were doing with Lonzo, who apparently this front office has wanted Lonzo for like two years. Lonzo to Chicago has been rumored now forever, and then it finally happens. I like that one. I like Lonzo. I did not like the rest. I like Lonzo because I think Lonzo is a really easy guy to play with. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, the Vucevic piece, they get a whole year with him. I just don't see it. I'm going under. I respect under. what they're doing under. Like, I respect what they're trying to do, except for the DeRozan money, but whatever. This was a borderline lock for me, but now that I'm getting an extra win to play with, uh, it might be, uh, might be a lock. What do you 43 have, and 39 is probably a seven seed in the East. And it's still a loser. Six, six, yeah. six seven seed yeah. and still a loser. So I think that's, that's the right number. I, I like the under because I think that they're going to be either play in or the six seed and, and, you know, they're going to be able to score. Um, I mean, but, Boston's looking at like a six seed, a five or a six seed, maybe. I mean, at you that know, 45 look, number, 45 and a half. Brooklyn, number. Milwaukee, Philly, Atlanta, Miami, Boston. And so you're right. Counter. If you start. My cock's working overtime. <laughs> um, counter would be Miami throws away the regular season and Philly is a mess. Why would Miami and they could throw get away the, the regular season? season? No, I'm just like they're rest just everybody, trying to yeah. rest everybody. Be just basically. I mean, some of these things there. are obviously going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, I th I feel like Boston versus Atlanta for the three seed is in play. Do you? But I'm a homer. No. <laughs> I just like the youth. I think you need depth. And I think both teams I gotta can see it. steal like five, six games. I got to see it from I, that group. I got to see an edge I, that I didn't I like see all Philly last year. I ahead of both of them. 
Cleveland, 27 and a half is our over-under for this team. They have a lot of guys I like. This is, I, I can already tell it's going to be my league, pat, my shitty league pass team. I'll definitely watch some of them. I love Mobley. And yeah. Everything we've seen from Mobley, summer league, training camp, exhibition games. TikTok. Eye test. It's just like, wow, this guy moves defensively at a fucking crazy level for somebody who's 19, 20 years old. Like, he's just clearly an awesome player. Um, I don't know what they do with Kevin Love. I don't know what they do with my guy marketing. I don't feel like this is necessarily the home for him. How about that? They, you want to talk about forgotten transactions. Oh, my God. To talk of, I mean, at least Schroeder ended up on a place where people will see him. I don't know how they figure out the Garland Sexton team thing. I don't know where Rubio fits in all this, but um, I'll start here with this question for you, Rosilla. How would we remember Kevin Love if Draymond doesn't punch LeBron in the balls in 2016 and the Cavs never win a title? What would be the Kevin Love legacy for you? I, you seem to already want to answer this one. I don't no, think it's that I different. I, I don't really don't think it's that different. Okay. I, I don't think anybody's sitting there getting into Kevin Love arguments anymore. I wrote like an entire 5,000 word Grantland column about Kevin Love's trade value once, like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he? What was his highest ranking in your trade value? I, he was trading for the it's first... great question. He was like in the top seven or eight at one point. He was Kevin trading Love for the was? first pick in the draft and the Wiggins... They kept asking NBA for draft. stuff. Like the Kevin Love market, it's two years, 60 million left at this point. I still think he could bring something to a decent team. I don't know how much of the 30 million Cleveland wants Can to Can I remind back. you, the Warriors were like in a heated two camps about... The Clay Thompson Do we stuff? trade Clay Thompson and Draymond for Kevin Love? Like, this is the thing. They have a faction of their team that was like, let's do this, call it in. We're going. Or, oh, no, it was David Lee and Clay Thompson. Yeah. David, I, don't exactly. think Draymond, I don't think Draymond was, was in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was David Lee. You're right. How will you remember Kevin Love, House? Other than being disappointed he was never a bullet. <laughs> slash he wizard. would have been a perfect wizard. Um, I, he's just a, a serviceable all-star. Serviceable. He had a you know, good career. A unique um, rebounder. I love the outlet pass guy. I'll remember as the outlet pass guy. I think he was first team All-NBA. He was? I think when? he was. Look it up. There's one, research I'm going to look that up. House. Here's how I'm going to remember him, though. Keep talking I'm gonna, about Kevin I'm going to remember him as the spite signing. Dan Gilbert gave him 120 million because he was mad LeBron left. Uh, it's, I mean, and good to Kevin Love. Like, yeah. all right, nobody made more money off of that than Kevin Love. Because when the, the extension happened, I was like, "Well, that was quick <laughs> and unnecessary." But Kevin I, Love, you, you, second team on NBA in 2012. Okay. Durant and LeBron were the first team forwards. Yeah, for the record. Well, that's, and then it's a poor selection. 2014, also second team All NBA. Durant and LeBron were the two forwards that year as well. So it's two second team All NBAs with Durant and LeBron basically in their early peak for Durant. The money for LeBron weren't an issue. Marcus Smart for Kevin Love right now. Somebody's going to talk themselves into him. Okay, but is it a terrible conversation to have with yourself? I don't. I would it like won't be to Marcus see him. Smart, but it, I'd if like you're to see Philly, him. Do you start thinking about the Sexton Love combo and? really starting to think about it seriously at some point. I'd love to see him away with all the stuff behind him and in the shot with a team where, you know, he's not asked to do everything, but it's just, it's just hard when you're trading for somebody like that to be a role at 30 million, even next year. But the problem is when is the last time he tried hard to play professional basketball, any level, he, uh, the, the basketball, the Olympics, when's the last time he tried? Hard? The Olympics was a rough one for him. 
I don't know what happened there. I mean, he he asked to be on the team and he showed up out of shape. So, and but he might have been hurt. But it, yeah, his, it was rough. He didn't is look he like motivated to play competitive basketball. I mean, I need a player's tribute piece out of him. Am I motivated to play professional basketball? I hope to see that in the first two months out of Kevin Love. I'm, He's a prolific tribute player's tribute writer. He's such a good rebounder. I, I hated that. The rebounding numbers. I think were... the Cavs thing was just such a bad thing for him. I know he won the title, but all it did was make him like the stretch four. And it was like, it's so the opposite of what I wanted from that dude. I thought around the basket, he was so cagey and just so yeah tough to play game after game. I just really liked this like game. The stretch four white Mario Chalmers. Because I just remember <laughs> him getting yelled at all the time. Yeah, and it's like, if they lost in 16, he gets traded. No question. But, no, no, no. It's it's too bad how it worked out. I really, I like this team. Do you I'm gonna, like them? I do. I like this Cavs team. I'm going to go slight over. I think they're actually going to be pretty good defensively. I'm disappointed because we did a pod six weeks ago. Yeah. And the numbers were out, and we were looking at them. They were pretty fresh, and they were at 25 and a half. And yeah. I absolutely loved the Cavs at 25 yeah. and a half. I still like them. And now they're at 27 and a half. 28 and 54. Feels and good. I, and I'm feeling a tiny bit. I was I arrived this week expecting to be, they were going to be one of my locks. I was planning for it, and I started doing some of the work. And it just feels, I don't know where Colin Sexton's going to be. Like they're they're not going to just play sex land all all, all well, season. Could be, I don't think. This could be a Ben Simmons spot. Rousseau is definitely zagging. He's going under. I could feel it. Yeah, the numbers a good one though because it twenty two and fifty last year, three hundred six winning percentage. So, you know, they're they're basically projecting a little bump up from that. Um, and even if Kevin Love is gone, I mean Sexton for the concerns. The concerns are about the extension. Like, yeah. all right, are we just going to pay the guy who's a really good score, a max extension. They're not like, going to do it. Yeah, we, we don't want to do that. But he still put up really good numbers. I think Garland had some moments last year. I like Jared Allen a lot. I'm with you on Mobley. Um, but they were pretty bad defensively last year. I think they were 25th. And is a rookie center going to come in and fix all that stuff? And again, that's not a full season in Jared Allen numbers too. But I'm going to go under. I think that number's a little high. I like the Okoro, Mobley, Jared Allen being able to basically control a bunch of different things defensively. You're Who's right scoring about the guards. What do you mean? He's going to have Sexton Garland bomb away while those three guys watch? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or Markkinen. I think Mobley can actually, I think he'll be able to score a little Markkinen bit. Markkinen shot it well last year. You know, I, I, you know where I stand on Markkinen. I own one of the only houses left on Markkinen Island. Last I'm gonna, team. I'm going to... Did I already say I'm going over? Yeah, we're both going over. Okay, I'm going we're over. not. You understand that J JB Brickerstaff coach teams have never gone over. That's fine. Okay. How many samples do we have there? Not Three very seasons? many. Let's very quickly many. do the Pistons, and then we'll call part one a wrap. Detroit I have an Pistons, hour on the Pistons. Over under 23 and a half. Um, some players I like. I wish they had taken uh, Halliburton over Killian Hayes, but... I like all the Kate Cunningham stuff I've read. It really does seem like a larger-than-life team leader, wants to be there, all that stuff. We'll see what happens with Bay. We'll see if Grant's still on the team. They got my guy Kelly O, who I was kind of secretly hoping the Celtics would get, bring him back. They feel a couple guys short. Um, you think? A yeah, couple guys? That, that's one of my expert opinions. Yeah, you could use a few guys. <laughs> um, I am going under 23 and a half. What do you got, Russell? Under. They went 22 and 52 last year. That's a 278 winning clip. 25 wins for them is 305. Um, they're atrocious offensively. Maybe Cade 
I would think if you're the number one pick and you're going to be something special, there's a bump up there a little bit. But I'm I'm kind of going with the, you know, the the theory that I had was those teams at the bottom in the East. I just think they're really bad. Detroit and, and Orlando. Yeah, yeah like, I'm with you. You know, so I was just going to, and even Cleveland, I, I thought 27 for them was, was kind of high. So go ahead. House? I have the FanDuel Sportsbook open right this second, and the Detroit Pistons are showing at 25 and a half. It went up two wins? I don't know what I did happened. all the research this weekend. I'm telling you, I, I got 24. It up while we're doing this. 25 and a half. Did it change during during this podcast today? Jesus. I'm telling you, I'll show well, you. Now I'm really going under. FanDuel Sportsbook. They're the second youngest roster in the NBA. They're not intended to do anything other than let these young guys, you know, find their games. It's super funny. Jeremy Grant, uh, Olenek, and Corey Joseph, like, meh, meh, meh. No, that's an under for me. Right. Under 25 and a half and under 24 and a half. They moved Mboya out, too, in case that factors in. All right. In. <laughs> so there's three 2019 first-rounders that are out of the league now. Because the Spurs waved their guy from that draft, too. It's weird. We usually don't see, like, three missiles like that. We're doing, uh, we're doing um, the locks, and then we're wrapping up part one. So it's time. You can have up to four locks. You don't have to use four. You can do three. Brooklyn Nets, 56 and a half. I went under. You guys went over. Just yell out when one's a lock for you. Philly, 51 and a half. Me and Rosillo went under. House went over. Celtics, 45 and a half. I went over. Rosillo went over. House went under. I'm doing it. <laughs> you would. Lock it down. 40, 45 and a half over lock. Knicks, 41 and a half, over, over, over from all three of us. Lock. That's a house lock. House lock. I love okay. the Knicks at 42 wins this year. Priscilla, no locks yet for you. Toronto. Yeah, I lost track of what they were. I think I got a lot of West Coast. Toronto, 36 and a half. I have under. Priscilla is over. House has under. Miami, 48 and a half. I have under. Priscilla is under. House has over. Atlanta Hawks, 47 and a half. I have over. I'm making that a lock. I have over. I'm making that a lock. Lock it up. Wow. wow. Triple lock. Triple lock. Kiss of death. We, that's another one. We Jesus. should have some music for triple lock. Charlotte Nate, Hornets. Nate McMillan fired in February. You know, they didn't really, they just didn't respond. Charlotte Hornets, 37 and a half. Do it. I'm not ready to do it. He wants to do over. it. Over. He does. Not, he did two I'm, weeks ago. I'm not going to do it. You guys have two unders. Mm -hmm. Wizards, I'm over. Rosillo under. House over. Orlando, 21 and a half. I have an under. I'm going to go lock. Priscilla's over. House, under, lock? Under. I'm allowed to go up to four locks. I only have three. I'll, I'll lock that up. Yeah, I okay. like that lock. Milwaukee Bucks, over under 55 and a half. We all have over. Indiana Pacers, I'm under. Priscilla's over. House is over. You have a, and, have a lock. And that's a lock for me. I, I like this Indiana team. Chicago Bulls, 43 and a half. We're all under. Cleveland Cavaliers, 27 and a half. I'm over. House is over. Rosillo under. Pistons, 25 and a half. We're all under. So I guess my question is, do I want to use my third lock for Bulls under or Hornets over? Hornets. You've been on this for weeks. Yeah, so yeah I'm going to use about it. Hornets. You I'm are. Doing. We're going to get you fun a to Hornets over with you. 37 and a half. So there you go. All right. Part one was produced by Kyle Creighton, our guy. The Neff. Part two will be coming as well. Keep a lookout for it. We'll be doing the West. See you then.
see them on a way so. 